Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the MTG Conflux Cast. My name is John and I'm joined by my co-host Chris. Hey. And Steven. Hello. This week we're going to be talking about the announcement of the change to the London Mulligan, as well as about some more sweet modern Horizon spoilers. But before we get into that, we're going to go over our weekly roundup where we talk about what we've been up to since the last time we talked to you. Chris, let's start with you. For clarification, we're talking about the change to the Mulligan rule, not to the change to the London Mulligan rule. Yes. In case anyone out there was confused, which they probably were not. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so two weeks ago, I played easily the most heinous pile I've played in a long time at FM. Yeah, I I played the five-color Niv-Mizet deck. Yeah, that's a good one. And I hadn't really seen the deck before, nor have I played it, nor watched anyone else play it. So (laughs) I was in for a treat. Let me tell you, drawing Primal Command the deck is terrible. Absolute garbage. (laughs) So so good. Okay, in case in case anyone doesn't know about this deck, it's um the new Niv Mizet is a you know, it's Wooberg for a six six flyer, and it says when it comes up into play. You go ahead and you reveal the top 10 cards of your library. And then for each two-color combination, you can take one of those cards and put it in your hand. So if there's a blue-black card and a red-white card and a blue-green card, you get them all. But if there's two green cards, you only get one, but you get to pick which one. Right? Fallen? Cool. So this deck um, has has a very uh, peculiar mana base. Suspect. Um, it plays the full four copies of Pillar of the Parents. Um, a staple. Yeah, I'm. I'm sh- I, I probably want to have to explain it because I'm sure everyone out there knows what that card does. Um. Okay, fine. It 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 has for any mana a mana of any color, but you can only use the mana to cast. Multicolored spells. It's the the Ravnica land. So this makes casting Primal Command really hard. (laughs) Some might say impossible. And so I was just so confused. Like this Primal Command seems pretty pretty ass. Like I had a game where I couldn't play it until like turn seven or eight because I just had two pillow the (laughs) parents. And I just, like, I just couldn't cast it. And then later, afterwards, I was talking to Kevin because it was his deck, which he had me play. Um, like, what the fuck is up with this stupid primal command? I, I don't get it. He's like, oh, you're supposed to bring to light for it. I was like, oh. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's God. pretty bad when you draw. I was like, oh, that's weird because I draw it all the time. <laughs> God, that card is so savage off of bring to light, though. Oh. Like, so the the deck is pretty sweet, but also pretty heinous. <laughs> like, it's playing four lightning helix. I I guess for no other reason is because it's a card you can get off Nimizit, and it kind of helps stem the bleeding of your mana base, which is actively trying to murder you. Because you have a bunch of random shock lands, which you have only four fetches to get with get them with. Which means they have to all be either a plains or a forest. Because you're only playing for a Windswept Eaths. 
Um, there's a basic swamp in the deck, which you can't fetch for with anything. Um, <laughs> and there's a bunch of, like, mana confluences and shit. So, like, you're just taking damage from everything. And I'm guessing you just need these helixes to not just immediately die to a, a swift breeze. You're correct. <laughs> but god, some of these cards, like, it's playing Thought Erasure. Wow. You know, what, you know what that card does? Yeah. Yeah. Standard staple. Uh, it's playing, oh, I don't even remember the card name. It's, it's, it's green, white, hybrid, search your deck for a forest safe or a plains quest or safe right quest. Safe right quest? Yeah. <laughs> it's playing like multiple copies of this thing. It's like, like three or four. Yeah, it's, it's like so bad, but like you need to play it because your mana is so garbage. And it's a card you can get off your deficit. Ah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I lost a blue white, which felt really bad because apparently I should take big fat dumps all over blue white. Kevin mm-hmm. and I's testing definitely showed that blue white gets shat um, on by Nimbusit. When when you're sitting there with like multiple bring delights slash Nimbusits in your hand, and you have four lands in play, and you can literally never draw a fifth mana ever. That's what Domery's for. Deck is pretty bad. Domery. Jeez, that's what Domery's for. I forgot who's in there, too. <laughs> Makes your nip visit uncounterable. Oh, <laughs> the sweetest thing I did with the Domery was uh, I had a Bird of Paradise fight and kill another 1-1. One, one <laughs> because he gives all your creatures plus 1 plus 0. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All the text is relevant. <laughs> the whole buffalo. Every piece of the buffalo. Yeah, I went 2-2 with that that pile and after i played it i was talking to kevin about it and he's like oh yeah it sounds like this deck needs some refining i was like maybe this deck needs a glittering wish he's like yeah it actually sounds like it might be good <laughs> and then the next week i'm like kevin i thought you were gonna play the new visit deck he's like yeah it's not refined enough like you had me play it last week <laughs> but it was even worse oh shit that's hella funny well, I can't wait for him to trot that back out again because when he like when that comes back out of the garage, so to speak, that thing is gonna be like <clears throat> some blow your hair back. <laughs> oh, and and for <laughs> reference, uh, at Chudol Green Escape, where we play our Friday Night Magic, the room is like at least sixty percent blue eyed control. <laughs> it's insane. Ew, like yeah. that's probably a little bit exaggerating, but but there's an. A very, very high representation of blue-white control. It's like yeah. all that sweet, diverse meta we have. Well, everyone was like, blue-white seems pretty sweet. And all so the they were time. like, oh, everyone's just playing blue-white, yeah. Gross. I'm it's just like, everyone it. everyone must have listened to our cast. It's like, man, Teferi <laughs> seems good. What's the best Teferi deck? Blue-white control? Because <laughs> it's pretty much the only Teferi deck. Hey, there's, there's others. But I mean, it's like blue white X. Just like a couple people playing Esper, one jackass playing Jeskai. Yeah, one idiot playing Jeskai. For hey, godforsaken reason. Scape shift is also good to fair deck, all right? <laughs> yeah, man. Instant speed scape shift. Or bring to light. That's that's what I meant. But yeah, which is instant speed anything in your deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's instant, pretty cool instant speed wrath is pretty Ooh. sweet instant speed supreme verdict <laughs> yeah so um then over the past week i played some amulet online with good old buddy <clears throat> karn and i 5-0'd with probably like 
the most rough amulet list I've played in a while. I was playing three Karns, but I still had four paths in the sideboard, <laughs> and I didn't have a Pithing Needle in my sideboard, which I wish I did on multiple occasions throughout the league. Um, what For else? What? Um, you know, like random planeswalkers. And, oh, okay. Like Teferi. Or even like Teferi. Evershrike. Or Karn. What? Evershrike? Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> the fuck Story is time. an Evershrike? Story, Story time. time. Uh, this 5-0 league is a very strong representation of the overall powerful um, tier 1 decks in modern. I played round 1. I played against a, a Sultai Evershrike deck. Sultai? Yes. So, those of you at home... Maybe ask yourself, what is this ever strike, and where do how soon until I get it gets bought out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Ever strike is a card art. from uh, it is even from... tide, yeah, even tide, and it's five mana, but no one cares about that <laughs> because it has text that says it can return from the graveyard, so you can pay hybrid black, white, hybrid black, white, and X to return it from the graveyard to the battlefield, and then you may enchant it with an aura from your hand, CMC X or less. If you do not, you must sacrifice the Evershrike. No, it's removed from the game. It RFGs itself. (laughs) Even better. Um, And it flies, and it's a 2-2, and it gets plus 2, plus 2 for each aura attached to it. (laughs) So, what's the plan here? Well, the plan, apparently, is discard it with a collective brutality or something. <laughs> That's fine. And then you pay three mana to get it to get it back attached with a Rancor. Okay. So if they kill it, it goes to the yard and the Rancor goes back to your hand. Ah! <laughs> OMG. So you can do it all over so again. So it hits for six in the air with Flample? Yes. <laughs> it's a 6-4 Flampler <laughs> for 3 mana that you can recur. That's pretty good. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he did the big die. <laughs> it seems fucking terrible against Path Exile. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the fact that I saw four paths on my board, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. That seems like a terrible deck to be playing with all this blue-white running around. <laughs> Uh, on to the next deck of the, the 5 uh surprise. Uh, it was Mono White Prison. Uh-huh. A+. plus. So, I only Tier lost one. game one because I was, like, do-headed dining with Kevin, kind of. And it was re- this was very late at night. As, so he was no help at all. As all good <laughs> magic stories online are, very late into the night. Uh, and we're like, oh, this guy put an unlife into play. That probably doesn't even matter, like... We can just explosives it next turn. Like, oh yeah, if he gets the other half of the combo, we just explosives and deal with it, whatever. And then he plays the solemnity, and we come to realize that you you can't you can't destroy it with engine explosives at all because it it doesn't get any counters. <laughs> and then I had zero outs to the wow to the thing. So wow, yeah, scoop them up. Literally zero outs. But it's fine because game two, uh, he molded like four, kept a no lander, and did the big die. <laughs> and then I, I can definitely see you deserved a five of this league, Chris. And then <laughs> game three, I molded a s- <laughs> five or six, and he molds a five, and he plays some card that's like completely irrelevant, and I murder him. 
As you do. It was like a ghost court, like a ghostly prison or something. Oh, also, game one, he tried to field ruin me, but could not because he only had three other lands and a suppression field in play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a combo. On to the third round. Another uh, format staple from, what, uh, how many years ago? Eldrazi Tron? I played against that enough in them. Yeah, so uh, game one, he chalices me for one, and it was pretty good because I had like three one drops in my hand, but he had no pressure. So eventually I just played six lands and then Titan and the game ended immediately. <clears throat> and then game two, he also um, put a chalice on one again, and he died to me pacting for a Titan. Excellent. Uh, next round, I can't even remember off the top of my head. <clears throat> yeah, who cares? We killed him. <clears throat> killed and then him. the last round, um, we played against the Devoted Druid combo deck. Oh, wow. Which he plays turn two Devoted Druid every single game. Seems pretty good. But... Like, I just have to ramp a little bit and say, please don't kill me. And he untaps and just doesn't kill me. So then I go back to my turn, I make a Titan and kill him. And that was that was pretty cool. So, yep, 10 out of 10, Amulet Best Deck. Um, Thank you for everything. sharing with us how your very skillful gameplay led to you having <laughs> a, an extremely deserved 5-0 finish. 100% deserved it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't get posted, but if I did, I'm sure the Amulet Titan committee would like both like lose their minds like how, how this this is so bad <laughs> did you just like throw it together on a whim or like what well it was like oh i want to try playing cards i'm gonna throw some cards into my deck oh what's a good cardboard uh here's some artifacts i guess and then like what about these paths i mean path is probably still good right i don't know send it <laughs> send it holy shit by the way karn i don't get the hype honestly in the deck really it did absolutely nothing I got to lattice my, uh, I latticed, the only person I latticed was the mono white prison player when he was stuck on one land when he molded to four. <laughs> Just to show him who's boss. Holy shit. Wait, so, wow. so what do you mean, like, like you don't think the deck does well in, you don't think the card does well in the deck at all? I feel like it's unnecessary. So, there, there's probably a world where it's, I mean, it's, it's totally fine, I guess, but, most people are playing either hive minds or Karns, and from my somewhat limited anecdotal evidence, the hive minds are just as good, if not better, because it's like you play the hive mind and then they just die immediately if you have the pact, right? But instead, I play this Karn and it doesn't do anything. So sometimes, it's like, oh, play this Karn, go fetch, I don't know whatever and next turn you like lattice them but you could have just played a titan the next turn and killed them with that so it's like it didn't even need to be a card it could have been like a wall just to stem some aggro like <clears throat> i don't know it's it's probably good in like more grindy metas but like against but against control decks, Hivemind is still better, so I don't know. I just haven't really seen the uh the true power there. Interesting. Seems okay, but 
in not documents, like required. Are you, are you going to keep testing it? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll keep going. I, I think maybe my board isn't quite set up quite right to make uh, full use out of him. And I also haven't been playing against matchups to really see him shine. Oh, you mean you mean Sultai Everstrike <laughs> isn't uh, isn't why Karn's taking the format by storm? Hey, Pithy Needle would have been really good against that deck. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, um, you can take a screenshot of Pythony Needle on Everstrike and just bamboozle the shit out of some people in the Amulet Discord. <laughs> Say Karn Tier Zero. <laughs> and then I played Amulet at FNM with Hive Minds, not Karns, because I don't own... Well, I didn't own a Lattice, and I certainly don't own a Foil one. I don't own Foil Karns, so, you know, unplayable. I played Hive Mind instead... Went four oh, whatever. Um anyway, what about you, Steven? How did you in yeah in the last two weeks of magic? Uh so I didn't get to play much magic these past two weeks, but the one game of magic I did get to play, or one um uh, I guess I played a little bit of like playtesting and then um the tur- only tournament that I entered in, um I didn't have to fairies, which was already already Big very disappointing. Mistake. Yep. Uh, on top of that, I still had like proxies in my deck. Oh, good job! <clears throat> Were you removed from the event? No, no, no. I like I shuffled, and then I like a card fell out, and it was a proxy, and I was like, "Oh, I saw proxies in here. Like, let me switch them out real quick. Let me just put you know uh, random cards in the place of <laughs> in the place of functional cards, like stuff from your binder." No, no, no. Like from the sideboard, I just played with the short sideboard that day, that day. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, I know, right? That's, that's probably nice. better. It's been I mean, just better. Yeah, binder better than just like just random stuff out of a binder. Um, and then, uh, and then every single game. So I had like a I, I had like a temple garden. Um, I'm, I was playing Force Color Escape Shift. I had a temple garden in there in in the list I want to build, I have a temple garden, but I had to replace it with like a planes for the day. And it was relevant in every single game, every single game I played, it was 100% relevant. I could have either won like six turns earlier. If I would have just had a temple garden or, um, or, uh, or I needed to have like, that temple garden to make the other color to make it more relevant. I thought you were saying it being a planes was like very good and relevant. And I was like, well, clearly you've learned something. No, 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 no. It was, it was a mistake. I needed the temple garden in every single game. I see. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And then on top of it, I did, I forgot that I didn't have wrath of God. So I still played with damnation, but I didn't have a black mana source in my deck. So the only way that I could cast it was with Bring to Light, but I drew it every single game. That's uh, that's a doozy right there. Yeah, so it was it was painful. No but prismatic omens, huh? No, no. <laughs> but Urborg even there? even with that, <laughs> your even opponent with plays Urborg, and you're like, yeah. yes. damn. <laughs> uh, even with all that, I still went. Two two one, uh, with one of the wins being a buy, which was fantastic. Um, I got really lucky. It was fantastic. Yeah, MT chair puts up a weak fight as always. Um, <laughs> but one of my games, I ended up winning in the fifth turn of of end of t- uh, end of time turns. 
which is pretty great. It was a great feeling. I needed to, I needed to draw like the board was set up to where nobody was going to win, obviously. But the the only card that gets me out of the situation, it was uh, against blue white control. The only card that gets me out is uh, negate or. I think it's just like dot counterspell. Like I just needed a counterspell at the top to win. I have a Snapcaster in hand, and I have enough mana to go Snapcaster, bring to light, and have two mana up. So it just came down to like remand or uh, negate. And I top deck and negate and went slap, 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 boom. Slap, slap, slap boom. As <laughs> you do. <laughs> so you're telling Amazing. me that we are actually MTG Skillcast. Yeah, exactly. Week. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was about it. I really, I really need to get some, I, I want to finish this deck actually. I, uh, I've had a lot of fun playing with it, but not only that, I've, uh, I think it's actually not that bad in the meta right now, or at least in the, uh, against the decks I've been playing against around here. Imagine how good it could be if you actually owned all the cards. I know, right? I really beat myself up about the, about the, for the temple garden was relevant in every game, which was really upsetting. So you need to ensure that you never play with a less than 15 card sideboard again. And I have a very easy solution for you, Steven. You, uh, you just bring with you in your box or your binder, you bring, um, you know, 15 slither blades and then you just <laughs> fill in any missing cards with slither blades. You're right. See, You're if you play right. with less than 15 cards in sideboard, you don't get kicked out. But if you play the event with five slither blades, you get kicked out. You get kicked out. <laughs> but the judge will be very excited. No, they won't. <laughs> On the inside. On the inside. It's like, wow, this guy's a cheater and an idiot. <laughs> uh, but anyways, John, how about, how about you? How'd your week go? Or your two weeks? Well, I also played some very skillful magic these last few weeks. Oh, we're so good, guys. We're so good. So skillful. Um... <laughs> And I skillfully managed to uh, to go, I think it was a 2-2 two two finish with my kitchen sink deck. We As you do. We are As you do. You know, very, very skillful. Uh, the Both the matches I lost were, like, quite close. So, um, you know, felt good. None of my opponents picked up on the fact that the deck was like mostly Highlander, as they never do. Like I played the actual Highlander deck last time, and no one like noticed. No one. That I was playing China. like snow covered swamp and and swamp in my deck, and no. <laughs> and despise. It despise. Yeah, harsh scrutiny was in that deck too. Oh, what a pile. Uh, so I went two two with that woo, uh, and then I played this past Friday. I played Jeskai Tempo, the Jeskai mid range deck, kind of like how it used to be popular, like what two years ago now, year and a half. I don't remember how long it's been. Um, so like spell quellers and um, Geist, Geist, and they're in the board. Yeah, uh, and new to fairy, so you can do some really nasty stuff. And then, like, Narset, Vendillion Click. So, I, like, couldn't find my Planeswalkers. Like, I didn't... I didn't... I only saw one of my Planeswalkers once until the last round. And in the last round, I finally actually resolved some Planeswalkers. Um, I just, like, couldn't find them in my deck before. So, I... Um, 
I lost a really close one to Eldrazi Tron, where he was playing white in his Eldrazi Tron deck. And so, like, we're into game one a little bit, and I, like, path a Thought Knot or something, or a Smasher, and he goes and gets a Planes, and then untaps and plays a Wall of Omens. Hmm. And at that point, I was really confused. <laughs> and so... Yeah, don't you play Wall of Omens in your Reality Smasher decks? Yeah, I was like, uh-huh, what? <laughs> and then eventually he cast an Approach of the Second Sun. Then I was really confused. Then you were absolutely <laughs> bamboozled. I was quite bamboozled, um, but I, I did the big die. Um, did the sun rise again? No, before it was relevant. I can't uh, count, it turns out. Shocker. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did the classic miscount off logic knot and then end up like just like freaking out and just tapping more mana. And so I went down to only having one land up instead of two. My opponent had a triple spell turn, and I had all the answers, but I like I had like cast I cast a ceremonious rejection earlier in, in the see I cast ceremonious rejection on something, and then I didn't like put it all the way in my graveyard. So when I was delving for logic knot, I thought it was one short because I like wasn't counting the ceremonious rejection for some god awful reason. So I tapped down to one land, even though I still had a disdainful stroke in hand, and so. The logic knot countered his thing, and then he played his third threat the same turn because he had you know infinite mana as Eldrazi Tron does, and then I did not have disdainful stroke. I was on five lands, so you know, <laughs> having mana issues that game, and my opponent had like I don't know, like eight, nine, maybe more lands in play, so can't be too broken up about it. Uh, and then I also, a point of note, is I played the longest game I've ever played with or against Infect. We had a game one that lasted over 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. It was uh, like... Yeah. Like, that's, closer to 40 that's a minutes. long game. Was it 40? Yeah, it was actually, you're right. It was like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, it was really long. And then we drew in game two. So I got the one game one, and then we drew in game two. <laughs> so I, I beat Infect at 101. <laughs> I just couldn't find a threat the first game. I had all answers. I just like couldn't find a threat. Like couldn't find a creature. I just I don't know like what happened. I found like Narset, but then I like couldn't find any of my other walkers to like actually like I couldn't find like a Jace or a Teferi or anything. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm playing. I was playing Jeskai Tempo, so I only had. Uh, I guess neither of my planeswalkers technically win cons on their own in that deck because I was yeah. playing Baby Teferi and, and Narset, but I couldn't find a Snap. Or I think I had like ten main deck creatures. I couldn't find any of them. I eventually like found a snapcaster and killed him with it, I think. Um so that was interesting. Uh and he had like main deck wild defiance eventually that game, which like made all my bolts useless. <laughs> and then I was able to like eventually bounce it with a cryptic encounter on the way back down and like I had like three I think three helixes in my hand at that point. So nothing really stuck around for long after that. So that was cool. Jeskai Tempo was interesting. I didn't dislike the deck. Uh, I might run it back again. Uh, and then, Chris, you forgot, but we also we also did some cube this weekend. You yeah. You forgot about that. We did some vintage cube, and we did some twisted color pie cube for uh, my birthday. So that was fun. Although our twisted color pie cubes were not very twisted in the no. color pies at all. <laughs> not at all. I ended up drafting Jund. Like, Jund. Like just Jund mid range, like why? 
Because I first picked a Huntmaster of the Fells, because that's what intelligent people do in Cube. A plus. Gold card, you know. Yep. The pack was just bad, didn't have anything I wanted to do, so I was like, I'll take this Huntmaster, and then I just ended up playing Jund. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this Huntmaster, I'll take this black card, what colors am I in? Oh, crap. Yeah. I ended up in, like, <laughs> blue-black control. I ended up drafting, like, I want to say, like, 13 playable lands, and so I actually only had, like... I think like four or five cards that didn't end up in my main deck. Wow. They were like sideboard cards. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. It was uh every every slot got used, but my deck was like way too fair. Everyone got dumped on by a guy playing uh a form of form, the dragon. form of the dragon deck. And he played it against me and I realized I had absolutely no answer in my deck other than uh punishing firing him multiple times the same turn together with a blast from the past <clears throat> so i had to somehow like deal five damage with just punishing fire and blast from the past the same turn which just takes a ridiculous amount of mana i had no way to remove an enchantment and i had no flyers in my deck <laughs> so he like kills me with form of the dragon no i'm sorry he 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 perforos locks me with arid mesa yeah so he, sacred, er, mesa, sacred mesa yeah. in in game one right how, how did we get to a third game i'm trying to remember how we had a third game did you have a third game well because i'm pretty sure i died to sacred mesa perforos in game oh i i raced him oh that's what happened so he had the lock and i barely managed to beat him game one so he didn't have the the, the form of the dragon game one. he had perforos sacred mesa and like almost got me like one turn cycle short i mean it's just like play creatures to the board and and kill them like just full aggro um and then game two he just like uh i think he enlightened tutored for a form of the dragon or something he like fetched up and then just like i was like oh wow i'm dead and then the third game he played a arena or an academy rector and i just realized i had no way to get the rector off the board with like i had no graveyard interaction i had no way to exile it and then i had no way to deal with the form of the dragon once it came into play so i just kind of like in a fit of desperation like shocked the rector and hoped he had the form of the dragon in his hand and he didn't and i lost the game like <laughs> like i don't know how i kill him otherwise i'd have to like attack every turn and then like kill whatever he blocked with the rector and somehow managed to like beat him while doing that i just i don't even know how like that would even possibly happen so <laughs> yeah rough yeah i just don't think i ever beat that deck in a million years and then chris also just got destroyed by him yeah so <laughs> turns out blue black doesn't have a good way to uh remove enchantments you don't say you know they say it's a twisted color pie cube but blue black still has no way to deal with enchantments ridiculous <laughs> yeah shocker uh, i did steal a game though i had a uh, an, an ifrit and he plays from the dragon. So I attack him down to two, and I had top decked a psionic blast for the win. See, that's very twisted color by direct damage out of blue. Never see it coming. But, but then so uh, game three didn't didn't get there. No. Chris and I jammed our decks into each other. Like, uh, how many games? Like, we played our match and then played, like, what, nine extra games, maybe? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. So I won the match, and then we played for, for like, fun, and I just got hammered. We were like, we, so we he won the match we put a few more and we're like oh these decks seem like really fair and like well balanced this is really fun and then we kept playing and i just kept winning fun and kept winning fun he says and kept winning 
and it was like okay this isn't fun anymore i guess this deck's just like better <laughs> like the curve was way better fun but we initially thought that the decks were like quite balanced and it turns out that was not the case yeah i think like you curved out really well the first few times we played and maybe i didn't and then like every other time i was just curving out and your deck was like too slow yeah my deck was very clunky i had like mana issues a lot as well i had no non-basic lands in my deck so <laughs> i, I died like multiple times with 13. like double black spells in my hand with one swamp in play despite having more swamps in my deck than islands and just you know yeah dumb shit like that i'm over here <laughs> tapping out every turn that i can for like gold stuff <laughs> but i did get to assemble the sweet sweet lock against um round one opponent of uh braids with trading post <laughs> yeah you go ahead and sack a creature <laughs> land i'll go ahead and sack a goat <laughs> a goat he also uh, quick surfer amulated in a iona <laughs> i was like ooh, that's scary and he named black which i immediately stole <laughs> With a gilded trick. <laughs> Fair and then he And then he ended up sacking the gilded trick to the braids. <laughs> Fair and balanced. By the braids that I was not allowed to play because it was he who could not play black spells. <laughs> I can't believe it was like relevant too. That's just crazy. Yeah, he had like a debtor's knoll, which is, uh, for those of you at home, it's a seven mana black white enchantment which reanimates something every every upkeep or something like that <laughs> it couldn't gas it because i had niona uh. <laughs> strong strong um, but but oh man my vintage cube deck was way sweeter so we had nine people for vintage cube so i i ended up pairing with um good old friend of the cast mike uh i know he will have wanted to murder me if i didn't shout him out for this one but um <laughs> so yeah we, we ended up drafting the deck together and then playing the matches together although for half of the match against kevin he just fucked off and went and like drank soda or something i don't know <laughs> but um i got to play a deck that i i really i really like and i really enjoy playing but i almost never get to draft it because it's like never open or never like has all the cards that you need bad reanimator uh no <laughs> I played the Armageddon Wildfire deck. Uh, yeah, that's right. And my deck was quite good. I had Armageddon, Ravages of War, Wildfire, Burning of whatever, <laughs> Burning and of Sing-Hee, Balance. <laughs> and oh, then, you're such a joy to play with. For artifact mana, I had a Soul Ring, a Mana Vault, a Mana Crypt, Two Signets, which were on color, a Grim Monolith, and a Thran Dynamo that we didn't end up playing because we had too many mana rocks. <laughs> and what were my win cons, you may ask? My answer to that is, who cares? <laughs> um, we also had Crucible of Worlds and Strip Mine. I'm so glad I didn't play against you. <laughs> And so our, our, our win cons, we had a Koth and a Johnny Vengeant, a Stormbreath Dragon, a Hazaret, which was pretty good. That Hazaret looked insane. And um, we had a little bit of, like, removal, too. We had, like, Wrath of God and a Magma Jet to, like, fix our drawing a little bit and unexpectedly absent. Chris. So one game we ended up absenting our Mana Crypt so we wouldn't die to it. 
and then before we were about to draw it again, I was able to scry to the bottom with our magma jet. Oh my god. <laughs> Wombo combo. Wait, who who hurt you? <laughs> oh, who it is uh, he who did the hurting. Who who did this damage to, buddy? Yeah, so it was pretty oh, great. Why are you so vindictive? It was pretty great. It's like, oh, how many lands you got over there? More than two? Wildfire. Out of here. Get him out of here. All your lands. Be gone. Be gone. And then it's like, we have no lands, right? So, oh, just draw, go, draw, go. It's like, I draw for turn. Oh, look at Crucible of Worlds. That seems pretty good. I'll play a land. <laughs> and like, I'll play a land. Next turn, untap. Oh, look, a strip mine. Strip mine you. It's like, I think my opponents did not have a lot of fun. <laughs> you don't say. Uh. Yeah, you I don't care. My deck was insane. You played against the guy playing like basically death and taxes in the finals and just like oh, yeah. took a so, fat fucking dump on his deck. Like death and taxes can't beat wildfire. Just like the card wildfire. Nah. <laughs> like a board board wipe that also blows up all their lands. Like good yeah, fucking. Yeah. So it's life. like what is what is his plan? Like attack you to death with Mirren Crusader and Brimaz. Wildfire <laughs> takes a big fat dump on that plan. God. Say, oh, I'll play a sword. Resolves. Untap Armageddon you. <laughs> nice sword, I guess. Uh, this was after we played a, like, how long was our match? An hour? An hour and a half? It was more than an hour. Our match? We didn't play it. No, no, were... me and, and Ryan's. Oh, yeah. God, we waiting for you forever. You had, like, the longest freaking like grind fest of a game which was like so convoluted due to stealing of permanence and creatures with swords attached to things that you could re-equip to uh, like <laughs> hostage taker plus a blinker and so i i i sower of temptation a mirror crusader with a sword of war and peace on it no it was light and shadow light and shadow attack him and then bystanders realized what we had missed was that the sword is still owned by him. So he took well, okay, eight, so gained six back. The, the, sword, the sword is always owned by him, but the sword yeah. is still controlled by him. Yeah. So even though you controlled the Moon Crusader, because he controlled the sword, he got the effects of the sword. Yeah. So like it would hit him and he would gain three life. So And get a creature back, but Moon Crusader has double strikes, so he got two creatures back. And gained four life. But Miracle Seder has power too, so it's like a net loss of two life, but he got back two creatures. <laughs> so so we realized that he equips the sword uh, back onto something else, and then I play a hostage taker, take the sword hostage, and then equip it back to the Marine Crusader again. <laughs> but this time I control the sword. Yeah, but then something happened where like the sower died. So then the so Mirror Crusader came back, back, but the again. sword was now controlled by you? <laughs> so that sounds he's, so dumb. He had, he's hitting me with the Mirror Crusader, but I control the sword at this point, yeah, so, so you're getting, getting the life and getting the creatures back. What <laughs> is this game of magic? <laughs> sounds awful. It took so long. This was after he had resolved an Elspeth Sun's champion, and I had to deal with it. So I, I, I went like hero's downfall like the turn before i was gonna lose into pernicious deed to clean everything up and i had to like wipe away my own bitter blossom in the process to not die oh god what a grindy game and then like 
So oh if Ryan God. wasn't having a miserable enough time with that match, then he played against <laughs> my deck. <laughs> At least it was over fast. Uh, oh, yeah. That, no that, hope was had that lasted for him there. forever. <laughs> that was a really long match. Uh, I think I like lost the game because I forgot he had Mesavith and like Caracas. A Caracas, that's right. I like which he also forgot he had for multiple turns. Oh, my oh God. look, this thing that prevents damage. Mazavith and Caracas in play, which just made everything a shit show on top of it. See, and he has these powerful utility lands, which are really good against the Armageddon deck. <laughs> Anyways, we're like <laughs> an, almost an hour into weekly roundup now, so uh, let's move into our first topic of the week. Which isn't a very long one, but a very important one, and that's that um, Wizards of the Coast has announced that they are going to, with the release of Core Set uh, 2020, or I guess is it 2020, 2020 um, they are going to make the London Mulligan uh, effective. So In all formats. All right? formats. It will take effect a little bit earlier in online platforms, just because of the way that updates work for those. So... The dates. Laughs in vintage. The dates are uh, pre-releases on July 5th, and um, it looks like online and arena on the 2nd, as well as Magic Online. So uh, July 2nd is kind of when you're going to start seeing that. Um, so I'm excited. I felt like the London Mulligan was a really good thing for Magic. I like when there are less non-games because people have shit hands. I know a lot of people are worried about control decks being an issue, but that's... Or not control decks. Huh? <laughs> yeah, combo I don't think decks. anyone's worried about the, <laughs> <laughs> the control decks. Uh, combo decks, uh, but that's what the, the ban hammer is for, so I'm not too worried. What about you guys? As an amulet player, I embrace our new Mulligan overlords. <laughs> yeah. So the limited time I got to play with the, the London Mulligan online with the amulet, it felt very good. Very good. Because all those stupid hands where you're like, man, if this one card were just something else. Like, so all those stupid it's seven card hands where you're like, if this one card just wasn't here, like, and were something else, it'd be way better. Well, if you mold a six, now it could be something different. And that other shitty card you you can care about, it's that one goes away. Yeah, so then it's especially good for Amulet because you can just bin, you can bottom those stupid combo lands, right? Yeah, the stuff that you never actually want to draw. Yeah, so cards like you never wanted to draw in the first place, you don't have to. That's pretty sweet. I'm curious about the the legacy side of everything. I feel like um, what I what I heard um, and what they posted, uh, Watsi in their little article, uh, is that the data didn't really show anything too too nasty in legacy. Uh, a lot of the people that are Modo legacy grinders seemed pretty happy with it. Didn't feel like it was too nuts for a combo. Um, I think that um, game one is definitely in favor of the combo decks, but the post board games usually aren't. So, so one thing I I had heard is it wasn't so much that the new Mulligan rule was making the combo decks more consistent at killing or whatever, having the nuts, but it did end up with a higher meta representation of combo decks. Yeah, because everyone wanted to try it, right? Yeah, so it may have been because it was like a limited thing that everyone wanted to just like, oh, tr let's see this, you know, try and play a deck that can make the most out of this rule. It was like artificially shifted towards, you know, degenerate combos. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I mean, certainly in, in paper legacy, that's not really a thing that happens, but 
paper legacy is also not really a thing that happens very often huh. um but people don't just like buy into new decks because of something like that right yeah like i'm not gonna go buy a whole bunch of bad lands and grizzle brands because the new mulligan ruler or but whatever you should <laughs> but you should no so what i was thinking is like cards like lion's eye diamond become like insane right like any deck that plays Lion's Eye Diamond just becomes ridiculously powerful when you have the Smogan rule, right? Why is that? You know, I don't think the Smogan rule helps Belcher very much at all. <laughs> Belcher. Shocker. <laughs> it's almost as if Mulliganing in general is just bad for that deck. Um, I don't know. Think about like, like Dredge, I guess, right? If your seven doesn't have a Lion's Eye Diamond, you throw it away, you get another seven, and it does, then you just throw away whatever duplicate or irrelevant card that you I have mean, in your I hand. I guess it's good for all-in combo decks. I wouldn't necessarily say, like, Lion's Eye Diamond Sure. Decks, but, like, yeah. I, mean, all, I all guess um, Vintage Dredge gets... <laughs> it's even harder to not find your Bazaar. They specifically vintage. actually talked about that deck, Vintage Dredge, in the article, and they said it wasn't, like, a big deal. Because they always find the Bazaar anyway. Yeah. For example, right? the win rate of Dredge did not change markedly, even with a greater chance of finding Bazaar of Baghdad in the opening hand. Again, this is perhaps counterbalanced by other decks, also more reliably finding their sideboard cards. Dredge was already in like the high, high, high 90s to find Bazaar anyways, I think. Like, so. The real question is, Watsi, what's the official ruling on uh, Mulligan Rule Serum Powder? Oh god, let's not get. Darry talked about that, I think. Yeah, we did. Oh, we, we did. did. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I think Watsi like released Watsi a whole did. article about it. Really? Yeah. Good. Let's have the viewers read that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go down that one again. We I'll find it. It's either it's time. either a tweet from uh, from a Watsi rep or uh, it was like a whole article about it. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I think this change is very good for limited, right? Obviously. Oh yeah. For limited, it's amazing. So. Yeah. I, I feel like people who play limited um feel it's it's much more skill testing perhaps than constructed because you know you're you're through your deck process building process the entire way you get to choose what decks you want to play what you know archetypes are open blah 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 and then you just lose because you you mulligan into the ground and it just feels really bad and it's I think they're even saying that um Mulliganing and limited is so punishing, yeah, as it is that raw card quantity matters so much that with you know this rule is obviously not going to break limited in any any meaningful way at all, yeah and in terms of like coverage, right, you don't want to have coverage of a draft, your top eight draft and have someone just like have shit hands mold to four and <laughs> or they mold to five. Or they had to keep like a shitty six because if they mold a five, they can never ever win, no matter how good their five is. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's something they're definitely aware of. Is they're trying to move magic more into like you know a space where it's being covered and, and shown to a wider audience. Side note: On that note, did you guys hear that the Russo brothers? I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Russo brothers are going to be uh, behind the MTG Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was glad to hear it's animated and not live action. Me too. That would have been a fucking shit show. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it won't be the worst thing ever. I mean, it's the Russo brothers. Hope. So it's like, 
I don't know. I have like a hundred percent confidence in anything that they do forever now. Uh, I don't know. Like, tell I, me, like, tell me one thing they've done wrong, John. Oh, it's not them. It's just Magic's lore is like okay for a card game, <clears throat> which isn't saying a lot. That's what I was thinking. Like, where do you start? I think. Like so I was thinking sliver? about this a little bit, and I don't think they'll do it. But I honestly think like Innistrad is just like the best setting. Because it doesn't have all the weird-ass shit that, like, you know, Ravnica has going on. You don't like guild politics in your uh Yeah, like, Netflix fuck that. Cartoons? Like, all the weird-ass guild <laughs> shit. Innistrad, like, people get it. Gothic horror, like, people real easy to Understand drag. it, yeah. But the like, whole vampire train was, like, a few years ago. Yeah. Missed the boat know. on that one. I don't know. But I think that's, like, the easiest, like, way to make it something that people will like. And you don't want to talk about Mirrodin with like fucking mecha robot shit and the Phyrexians. Bye. It costs so much money to, to animate it all. Technically, how this, this how's it cost for more than animating anything else? I mean, this you need more animation. Technically, I guess. God, oh no, you guys. <laughs> oh no, Gideon's being attacked by bad CG. It's bad CG. <laughs> you get the, the faraway voice. The the first set of this like story that they've been telling forever is like you guys are the worst. (laughs) Is like uh, Lorwyn, right? It's like the 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 start of planes walking and stuff. No one would like it. No No. one would like Lorwyn. Like general audience. General Mm -hmm. audience, but it's but it would be a Lorwyn to start at the beginning, right? That's not the beginning. That's just where they introduced planeswalkers. They've been around like in the lore before that how do i know more about the lore than you two this is disturbing can yeah, dude i don't know okay, anything but about like, the lore. I don't know what you're talking about what's what's the purpose here is the purpose of the show to get people who don't give a shit about magic to like watch a show and be like oh this is cool maybe we'll try playing this game or yes. is it for people who already play the game and like oh look the show is an ass a bit <laughs> probably a little bit of both right mostly the first one let's be honest i know that the russo brothers said they were fans of the game and they play so yeah so Hopefully then, they, do they probably just want a bunch of dragons. <laughs> People Bobby like dragons. Sweet-ass <laughs> dragons, yeah. Angels, dragons. Done. Anyway, demons? sorry, I didn't demons mean to, cool. I didn't mean to derail. Our market research shows. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to derail, so it was just uh, a good segue into that little, little subtopic. Do you think uh, we could have a chroma? <laughs> you know, purple, purple hair angels? Is that, is, that, is that good? Big titty angel lady? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's really the direction they've moved with things lately. It's uh, not very inclusive, Chris. Big titty angel girl. <laughs> Big titty angel waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Angry waifu. Um, so yeah, London Mulligan. Uh, I think it's going to be super helpful for having there be more games of actual magic played. But people are going to get fucking blown up too. So, eh. I played against Neoform online the other day. And whole buddy, they had the nuts two games in a row. That was not fun. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. I guess this also makes Splinter Twin less viable to unban now. I think it has absolutely no <laughs> implications <laughs> not, towards that at not all. Not at all. Um, not at all. I think they were. Gonna, say, so I think so some arguments gonna. people are saying like, oh, well, if if we have the the fucking London Mulligan, and then all the combo decks are gonna rise from the ashes, and you know. 
take over the format and it's just going to be doom and gloom. So the format's going to have to be policed by by a force of negation and Thossies, and I'm okay with that. I I really don't think we're going to get there. And if we do get there, then things have gone very terribly wrong. Force Bumpers main deck. You can't... I, I'm pretty sure Watsi does not want Modern to be a deck or a format that is policed by Force of Negation the way Legacy is policed by Force of Will. Because then it just feels like Legacy that's not Legacy. Yeah. And they said before that they wanted Legacy and Modern to have like separate like identities, right? Which is why they wouldn't reprint certain cards into to Modern. Which is why... I mean, isn't that why, like, I mean, Watsi doesn't, doesn't, um, support, like, pre-modern, but, like, isn't that the reason why Brainstorm is not legal in pre-modern? Yeah. To give it, like, a, and Force of Will, to give it an identity separate from Legacy. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Watsi wants the same thing with modern. They don't want modern to be just combo decks and then Force of Negation decks with a little bit of sprinkled in, like, you know, humans and shit. I don't know. Humans and shit. Hey, that, that humans and shit. Humans is, like, top deck in the format still, man. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. No respect. Uh, yeah. That's uh, you just in a place of privilege, having been beating up on humans for so long. That's one thing. Karn very bad against humans. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Is it though? Yes. Why? You can go get a bridge from below, though. Bridge from below? You cannot. That's an enchantment, sir. Oh, ensnaring bridge. <laughs> ensnaring bridge, <laughs> which is pretty bad. Is it? Against humans? Yeah. Okay, you're playing Amulet. You play Karn turn four, and then you wish for an ensnaring bridge. Either you're A, already dead. <laughs> Omae wa mo. <laughs> or they just like deputy detention and move on with their lives. Or oh, right. you're I stuck with all these, card. all these cards in your hand because you play bounce lands. <laughs> Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Like, oh, you don't empty oh, your hand true. that fast. You're like, right. Bridge is pretty bad in the amulet deck. <laughs> you're right. I don't you're know. Right. And then, like, your Titan can't attack them. Like, yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. I totally forgot about that. See, like, oh, I play the bridge and play my Titan. Okay, how do I kill them with my Titan? Well, I just try my bridge first. How do you do that? With engineering explosives. Why didn't your engineering explosives just kill their whole board instead? You're right. I'm, I apologize. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, oh I got a wormhole engine. Like, uh, LOL, Reflector Mage. Uh. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Karn's pretty garbage against uh, All right, you're right. You're right. My bad. All right. Well, it's very good against humans. Academy Runes. Yes. Yes, it is. Does, right. does Karn read colorless or artifact? Artifact. Okay. You can wish for artifacts. Dope. Okay. Not colorless spells. Otherwise, otherwise it'd be even more insane in, in Tron, right? Play a little Karn. I'm gonna wish for an Utamog. I'm gonna wish for Ugin the Spiritual Dragon. Ugh. Yikes. Dear yeah. God. Seems gross. Make it stop. You just gotta play that new one-sided uh, engineered plague of legs. Oh, Plague Crafter? Yeah. I name human. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've gotten way sidetracked anyway, so let's move on to 
Modern Horizon spoilers. So there's been a lot of spoilers. In fact, the rest of the spoilers since we... Yeah, the entire set is now spoiled. Since we last talked. So we got a whole mess of random sweet cards to talk about. So let's uh, let's get into it. We've already talked about Evershrike. <laughs> so let's talk about some new new sweetness. So I one part about magic that i really enjoy is like stupid card nicknames yeah and so like good old mother runes from legacy is called mom yeah and so then they printed a card into modern horizons which is kind of like mom but not quite like mom so this card has already been nicknamed as step mom (laughs) (laughs) which i just think is hilarious yeah it's really funny (laughs) it's a giver of runes aka step mom uh, a white mana for a one two core cleric doesn't doesn't necessarily just slot right into humans it's got that one two squire body that the cores all seem to sport they only do leg day no arms um and it has tap another target creature you control gains protection from colorless or from the color of your choice until end of turn so this has got a, a plus and a minus on regular old uh mother of runes already it uh it cannot target itself, but it can give protection from colorless, which anyone who's ever faced down an Umazawa's Jite and Legacy knows would be kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, if- in modern, we don't get to play with um, such um, pedestrian cards as Umazawa's Jite, but um, there is still cards like Walking Ballista. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, they you know, Jite and, and Ballista, though, they just shoot it again. In response but uh gotta, yeah. gotta do what you gotta do um so yeah this card uh the first place everyone thought was obviously humans fortunately it's not a human um, oh my god goes into spirits maybe but still again not a spirit um so i think those decks probably still want an effect like this even though it's not quite you know uh the most efficient creature type um but maybe some sort of hate bears deck i don't know yeah, I guess a lot of people are trying to... Well, I think a lot of people want there to be a modern, like, Death and Daxes style of deck. Mm-hmm. And so this card obviously helps towards that goal. But I'm just still not convinced that we're we're there. It protects your Leonin Arbiter! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think this deck, this card deck, this card uh, slots really well into sideboards. Um, but mostly for like the the uh, green white decks. Yeah, I can see that. The combo decks. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe even just like the fair green white decks too. Yeah, because I think the combo decks like this is fighting for space with selfless spirit, right? Like if yeah. you only need to protect something one turn because you're comboing off, then it's like, well, selfless spirit kind of does the job better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is good in decks that like want to just keep blanking bolt yeah right or fatal push or whatever you have to like force your opponent to have two removal spells mm-hmm. so that's nice i mean it's kind of like against spells it's kind of just like a spell skite yeah but it also has the added benefit of letting you like block a big thing and protect your guy or even like sneak it through some some defenders you know mm-hmm so yeah, I think I think that's a good, a really good example. It's kind of like a, in that like somewhere between Mother Runes and Spellskite territory. This one's sweet. Um, 
I think it'll see play. I don't think it'll take over the format, but I think it'll definitely see play here and there. Uh, our next card is B-B-B-Busted. It's uh, Echo of Eons. It's a uh, four blue-blue sorcery. And uh, it reads a lot like a card I'm quite fond of, but it takes a quick divergence at the end. Uh, it's, uh, each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. It's a, it's a wheel, uh, so it's got the same cost and uh, type line in most of the text of, uh, of Time Spiral, but it does not untap the six lands, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not completely busted like that card is. Uh, but the busted part about this card is it has flashback for two and a blue. So if it's in the yard, you have a blue Wheel of Fortune. So that's pretty crazy. Three mana, three mana, do do another turn. Yeah, doesn't doesn't it's, give you your mana back, but uh, like a time twister. Yeah, it's basically time twister. Oh. So I think the very obvious um, wombo combo is this card with Lion's Eye Diamond. <laughs> yeah, goes I'm straight to the yard. Oh. How convenient. I have three mana just laying around. Might as well draw seven more. <laughs> uh, yeah, this card is interesting. It's really gross of Narset, too. You have your Narset, you flash it back. Your opponent gets zero cards. You get seven fresh, shiny new cards. And you I mean, can... they'll, get, they'll get a card. A card, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sure, a card. <laughs> So they go into their turn with two in hand after they draw, and you have seven going into eight on your next turn. That seems pretty decent to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's if you're even letting one tap. So, uh, yeah, this card's one to keep an eye on. Uh, so, um, speaking of cards that are never doing anything fair, this effect is never doing anything fair. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, uh, I, I did have someone wheel me in a cube game in a fair deck before, but, uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, just, outside of your, um, more casual EDH games, uh, yeah. this is not going to be used in a fair and balanced <laughs> manner. So, this one definitely has a high potential of maybe being broken, um... But uh, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs> uh, our next card on our, our very organized, completely randomized list is uh, Urza, Lord High Artificer. The dopest card ever. Yeah, Urza got a real card, finally. Uh, it's cool. He's got some sort of claw arm. Again, I not, feel like initial reactions to this card Lord. were very split. Some people said he's very mediocre, others said he's insane. He's Tolorian Academy. <laughs> I noticed most of the people that said he was insane were people that used to play Whir or um, KCI, KCI type decks, who were people I would trust to more accurately evaluate this card. Uh, so yeah, he's two blue blue for a 1-4 legendary creature, human artificer, and he's got a lot of fucking text on him, so <clears throat> he has... When Urza, Lord High Artificer, enters the battlefield, create a 0-0 colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. So it enters the battlefield, make a Master Ethereum. Make half of a Master Ethereum. Yeah. Okay. Tap an untapped artifact you control 
add blue. Just what? The text doesn't cost so anything for him. It's just give the artifact does yep, the thing. Just a static ability across the board. And then he has five mana. Shuffle your library, then exile the top card until end of turn. You may play that card without paying its mana cost. So potentially you can just cast like a Woober spell or like a 10 mana spell or yeah, a so 15 some, mana spell. Some things to note here. Uh, his mana ability is tap an untapped artifact, not that artifact gains tap out of blue. Yes. Which means your artifact creature, like, you know, that uh, that construct you just made, can make mana the turn it came into play. Yep. And then for five mana, it's basically one copy of Mind's Desire. <laughs> yeah. If you've never played with Mind's Desire, it's that good. card is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he goes infinite on mana pretty easy with something that untaps artifacts. So, um... Paradox Engine players, you, uh, rejoice. Your lord and savior has arrived. <laughs> Five mana. Cast a thing. Oh, you cast a thing? Untap all my artifacts? Tap them for blue mana again? Cast a thing? Wham bam, thank you ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Something, oh, something, something, works. something. Doesn't... Play my whole deck. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Steven looks salty already. You're just, you're just envisioning all the ways you're going to lose to this card, huh? Uh, it's like, I don't know. It's a fun card. I like it. I, I really enjoy the, the card's flavor. Um, I appreciate it as like a flavor card more than I do as like a competitive card. It's a competitive card. It's fucking kick rocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know artifact fan? Our, our friend Tall Mike is, uh, is very excited about this card, I think. Also, to note... Um, you play Stony Silence. They played Zerza. They kill you anyway. Yep. Still dead. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. It's got four toughness. Can't bolt it. Can confirm. Urza is not an artifact. <laughs> but with Lattice, it is. <laughs> You're not. Uh, speaking of 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 Urza, I guess, and in, in that whole plot line, the next card on our list is Yogmoth, Thran Physician. This is another very similar card. It's two black black. This one is a two four legendary creature human cleric, and it also has a bunch of word soup on it. it the first line protection, protection from, from humans. humans. Yeah, he's protected from himself. <laughs> Protect me from myself. Watch he listened. He has pay one life and sacrifice another creature. Put a minus one minus one counter on up. To one target creature and draw a card so you don't even have to put the counter on something if you don't want to you can just draw the card right that's yep. how that reads yeah, yeah so sacrifice pay a life sacrifice creature draw a card that's and see good. even if you get mind slaver they can't even make you put minus one minus one counters on himself because he's protected from himself ah but the, and you can even sack him because you can only sack another creature the better part yeah. about this card is the black black discard a card proliferate so yeah. if you did choose to put a minus one minus one counter on something it now has two <laughs> i would venture to say that's not the better part of the card i don't know i like it <laughs> i think the uh pay a life draw a card clause without having to pay mana seems 
probably the more uh, breakable. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I like how they kind of cleverly prevented you from putting counters on himself to draw cards by just giving him that pro-humans line. Like, that's yeah. really why that's there. <laughs> yeah, but you don't even have to put a counter to draw a card. Yeah, yeah, but you can't you can't target him, right? Yeah. So then... Is that how that works? Can you still... I guess you can still do it without a target, huh? Yeah, up to one target. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I thought they were so clever, too. Do you give him too much force? Do you give him too much... Um... <laughs> Too much credit. Too much credit. Those are the words. Yeah. He's got this menacing... <clears throat> he looks like... Um, his art reminds me of uh, the guy from the fifth element. What the hell is that guy's name? The bad guy? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, no. No one knows what I'm talking about. The, the, the listeners right now are screaming. <laughs> they know. And, and it tells them that we don't. Um, but yeah, he looks like Zorg. He looks like Zorg. Juan is it Juan Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg? I think is his name or something like that. <laughs> I'll have to take your word on that one. Yep. You guys never watched the Fifth Element? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, maybe maybe Zorg. we're just maybe we're just in in despair. He's uh, and you're he's the bad, He's the bad guy from <laughs> the Fifth Element. Anyways, he vaguely his pose and the window behind him reminds me of. Of how Zorg is like introduced in the, the movie. John is is very much in despair and in rage that we haven't watched this movie. Speaking of, <laughs> wow, uh, Black Force, which is Force of Despair, uh, black, black, and one instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile black card from your hand rather than pay its converted mana cost. Uh, destroy all creatures that enter the battlefield this turn. And then Force of Rage, red, red, and one. If it's not your turn, yada, 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 with a red. Create two, three, one at red elemental creatures. Sorry, create two, three, one red elemental creature tokens with trample and haste. Sacrifice those tokens at the beginning of your next upkeep. These cards are interesting. So the probably the um, most interesting thing is they're both just three mana. So... The Force of Despair, you can just pay three mana yeah. and do the thing. Force of Rage seems like a decent rate for three mana. You get two three ones. That's like six damage for three mana. That's like a really good rate. But uh, the whole like force part of it seems really bad. Yeah. Well, the problem with it is you can't actually cast it on your opponent's turn and then attack with the tokens. Yeah, because they're exiled in upkeep instead of aot so the only time you're using this as an instant is to block i guess it's like a removal spell right yeah it's like either a removal spell or a damage spell yeah it's a sorcery speed damage spell or an instant speed like protection spell it's mm -hmm. uh it feels it's flexible it's flexible in the decks i want to use it i think i think it's the <clears throat> weakest of the cycle i think the white one is is actually better i agree which is a two white white uh, flash enchantment <laughs> that says creatures you control get plus one plus one. It's, yeah, it's glorious anthem. Yeah, so uh, being able to flash this in at your opponent's in step and then untap and do the big attack seems pretty cool. Or get some weird surprise blocks off. The big attack. What was that? The big attack. Do the big attack. Um, I wonder if this is like partially playable just because it's zero mana to add two white devotion to your enchantment deck. Uh -huh. <laughs> right? I mean... Maybe. 
that's a thing, right? If it could be a thing. Huh. I hadn't considered that, but yeah. You know, screw these creatures. I don't care about those. It has two white pips. <laughs> um, and the Black Force of Despair is really good removal, but it's also very limited in scope, right? It has to be creatures that enter the battlefield this turn. So if you miss the boat with this thing, it is terrible. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine playing this card and you haven't found another black card for some reason and you're just like shit shit where's my black card and then your opponent like has their big turn where they play all their crap and it's just too late like you just you don't have the the mana for whatever reason or yeah. I don't know, you just you just can't cast it and then it just rots in your hand the rest of the game feels really bad i can see that happening pretty easily yeah so at the same time though if you're like sitting there with your mana up it could just be a murder yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Just like fine, I guess. Like it's not good, but it doesn't help it's you fine. if they're like killing you if it's already in play. True. But it does give you an out to like a turn one creature. Yeah. That you would otherwise just get destroyed by. Like a gristlebrand off a neoform. Ah. Uh there you go. Put it in all your decks so that you don't die to turn one Allosaurus right on your form. Gristlebrand, draw my deck, kill you with a lightning storm. <laughs> um. So yeah, the forces are cool. We talked about the blue one last time, um, but I think and the green one and the green one. I think they're all kind of marginal, but like could see play in the right spots. So they're cool. Uh, lands. We've got lands. What do we mean by lands? Well, we've got a variety of interesting lands. Uh, I think the the foremost on the list are the uh, the cycling lands. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were onslaught <clears throat> lands yeah. originally. Yeah, have finally entered the format. So lone players rejoice. Um, yes. You can yes. now accrue oodles of value off your life from the loan by just cycling your cycle lands over and over again. Yeah. People are like, oh, maybe you can play it with the stupid, like, two mana cycling dual lands. Like, no, those were terrible. Two <laughs> mana cycle was really bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we have, on top of that, we have the the rest of, I guess not the whole cycle, but half of the cycle of the... Uh, uh the green white land the horizon horizon canopy, horizon canopy yeah yeah so those go in a lot of decks potentially yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i haven't met a blue red deck that isn't interested in turning its land into a card sometimes mm-hmm. uh i haven't really met a blue black deck that isn't also excited about that i'm pretty sure there's a blue black one right it's all enemy pairings blue black those are ally colors my dude oh i'm crazy huh it's blue green blue green that's less good (laughs) less good but still marginal. my amulet deck disagrees no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah i forgot that blue black is uh for some reason i was thinking enemy uh but yeah they're they're ally colors but yeah um i mean i haven't met a burn player that wouldn't mind turning land into a card either (laughs) yeah they just go in most decks, to be honest. Um, Pick up your sets. Do it now. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, not being able to fetch them and taking damage is a very real issue. But they're powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they'll see play. Um, 
I I mean, they're not going to be four ofs in all their decks, right? No. Like maybe one or two in a lot of decks. The aggressive decks will play four, and the slower decks will not, because they can't afford the life loss, right? Yeah, because the thing is, if you draw like two of them, right, and you're just taking two damage every turn just to play the game, like that's a pretty incredible disadvantage against any sort of mildly aggressive strategy. Yeah, or even with something playing Snapcast or Lightning Bolt, like. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it it ends up being relevant eventually. Um, and then we've got... Uh, I guess we don't really want to talk about this. There's a snow... A snow... A snow... Uh, animation land. Yeah, a snowman land. Snowman land. Yeah, it's it's cool. And all the snow lands as well. <laughs> Maybe it goes in swans. Probably doesn't. Snow basics. Definitely doesn't. <laughs> uh, then our next card, Chris. I guess you can lay that on us. You seem excited about it. Oh, yeah. So, we have a reprint of Nether Spirit. Now, I don't actually play decks in Modern that Nether Spirit would be remotely good in. <laughs> but I really like Nether Spirit as a card. I think it's really cool. Um, because, like, the like the Legacy Pox decks, Pox decks are really, I don't know, I thought they were interesting. You know, small Pox your opponent, and then uh. get back your uh, Nether Spirit. And slowly bleed them out with this stupid little tutu. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Uh, um, it's a blood so gas, but worse. Yeah, kind of. Better it's, and worse, right? It feels kind of like uh, an awkward squee. Yeah. It's like the, you just play like one of these or two of these in your deck and that that's my win con. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the only creature in your deck because like one or two other spirits. Yeah. And then if both of the spirits are ever in the graveyard at the same time, you're really sad. Yeah. <laughs> just have to have a way to exile it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's cool. You just play black green, and then you just play uh, scavenging ooze. Yeah, because then the scavenging ooze dies and turns off your nether spirit. No, you exile it, duh. <laughs> with the other what, one. Itself? Yeah. Genius. Um, would you believe if I told you one of my kitchen tables was a pox deck? Yes. 100%. We've already established that you fucking hate fun. Yeah, so another spirit in contamination. Sweet, sweet little combo there. Uh, who hurt you? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm actually pretty person? interested in uh, the two cards around in this like spoiler view that we're looking at. The two cards next to them. Which are uh, innocuous, I think, but I don't know. I I enjoy the aspect of having uh, Nature's Chant, which is green and white, destroy artifact or enchantment, um, and Nimble Mongoose. Um, yeah, man. You, uh, the goose is loose again. I'm very excited to play with some teamer goodness with it's Nimble gonna Mongoose. It's going to be bad. <laughs> I don't care. I was like, yeah, this is sweet. Everyone in the chat was like, yeah, this is sweet. Who's gonna Who's gonna put a list together? John John's John's rug guy. John likes Delver decks, and I was like, yeah, I'll put a list together. And I like threw a list together, and I was like, wow, this sucks ass. <laughs> 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 this looks really bad. I don't want to play this. I'm gonna lose if I play this. So if John doesn't want to play the teamer deck, it's bad. <laughs> I don't know. It just John uh, just has no faith. He's lost his way. We must show him. <laughs> It just doesn't fix any problems that that kind of deck has. Like, your issue wasn't that you needed a 3-3 a three, three shroud. Well, like, believe me, that wasn't the problem. The problem is you have no, like, 
effective ways to interact to keep your your like opponent from just fucking murdering you or killing your threat but you need to like it to do both not just one which is why you we're dealing with a creature that's bigger than your mongoose yeah yeah exactly so yeah but uh nature's chant goes in every deck woo you want to disenchant you want a nature's uh play or naturalize effect i guess this is uh this is your boy just uh pack four of these and throw your eight other cards out <laughs> uh rejoice glittering wish players you can just wish for this instead of your stupid wear tears yeah that's nice <laughs> that's what i was i i was having a hard time figuring out how to fit in this uh scape shift sideboard how to fit artifact and enchantment removal um because you know ley lines are a thing that you have to worry about this is great in bant control chris but couldn't you just play i don't know naturalize or disenchant because you're playing both white and green you played sundering growth before right it was like with the gold disenchant disenchant only artifacts is not no it's both no they're the same card just different colors no well whatever <laughs> if you needed a gold version, you had to play Sundering Growth, which was Selesnia Selesnia, and then it had Populate. Or, or maybe this you needed this card because you don't actually have your Temple Garden yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's more accurate. Oof. Oof. <laughs> oh, the Ruffins. more accurate, hundred percent. All right. Uh, so moving on, we've got uh, speaking of big oofs, uh, we've got Collector Oof 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 definitely I, Oof, oof Collector Oof. <laughs> just put that minecraft or roblox or whatever the hell sound is Oof! it is a one two bear it's a bear it's, i was gonna say one two 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 but it's it, it's just a bear it's a two two bear oof. it's a bear that's an oof an oof bear uh it's, it's also a null rod it's also a null rod yeah <laughs> <laughs> he <clears throat> looks, activated abilities of artifacts can be activated it looks like they stole art from the wow tcg straight up like it's the colors and the design it looks like like unused wow tcg art <laughs> uh yeah that's collector oof it's an old rod on legs you can uh, but if you're uh keeping track at home boys and girls you'll know that oofs hate artifacts so very on very on theme very flavorful but he likes them he collects them he's smiling He's got that look that Kronk has in the Emperor's New Groove when he gets handed the vial. <laughs> wow. Can you feel the power? Oh, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Dying. <laughs> Is that a good impression? <laughs> that's, uh, that's my best Patrick Warburton right there. Um, moving on. <laughs> Mirrored and Besieged, blue and two. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, pick Miron or Phyrexian. Uh, if you picked Miron, uh, whenever an artifact spell, whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1 1 colorless mirror artifact creature token. If you picked Phyrexian at the beginning of your end step, draw a card, then discard a card. Then, if you have 15 or more artifact cards in your graveyard, your opponent loses the game. This is a weird one. <laughs> it is very weird. Yeah. So 
The weirdest thing about this card, actually, is that the fact that the name is Mirjan Besiege, which is the same name as one of the set names. I don't know. I just always feel like it's weird when they do that. Hey, I mean, yeah, you have you a card that's the same name as the set. Same with future site. Set. Yeah. There's a bunch yeah, of them. It's, I don't know. I, and Conflux. Yeah. Anyway. Onsla- um, is there an Onslaught card? Uh, no. I think so. Pretty sure there's not. Excuse me while I go research. <laughs> uh, is there a... Scourge? Uh, Gate crash card. <laughs> what about Dragon's Maze? <laughs> I can't wait for new set coming out in 2055. Built to smash oh, the summer set. <laughs> <laughs> and then the supplemental project built to last. <laughs> uh, people will be waiting for the spoiler season like let me smash. Let me smash. All right, fun fact, boys. Uh, Onslaught, one red mana enchantment. Whenever you successfully cast a creature spell, tap target creature. What card is this? Onslaught. Got him. Got him. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mirror Besiege seems uh, like yet another Psythopterist type effect. Uh, yeah, Master so- Thopterist. The mirror inside is kind of like Psy, right? It makes artifacts, but they don't fly, so they're worse. But it's hard to interact uh, with as an enchantment. Yeah, but I think the really interesting thing is the Phyrexian. At the beginning of your end step, if you have 15 or more artifacts in your fridge, you just win the game. So what's interesting about this card, I think, is that it triggers on your end step, so you can just play it, and then your turn, and then just win. <laughs> so your opponents have a very, 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 very small window to try and interact with your stupid enchantment. Or your graveyard. So, back when uh, KCI got banned, right? The next hot thing was the stupid Semblance Anvil deck. With eggs and Grinding Station. Well, if you just Grinding Station yourself, and then play a Mirrodin Besieged... You win! You win! It's also probably pretty good in Affinity, too. Oh, man. So, there's... You know they have the cards where you can have any number of them in your deck? It's a good thing there's no artifact one. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that wouldn't yeah. work, because you can't... Extraction affects exile, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking you could, like, extract them all. Yeah, <laughs> discard like one, extract. That's so janky. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that doesn't work, though. No. Um, but in Infinity, in Infinity, this seems like a pretty good sideboard card against, like, combo decks or control decks. How long does it take you to get... Just for the mirror inside, then, or...? Yeah, no, for the yeah. Frexian. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you're playing the Grandy matchup, like... It's not like they're going to win out of nowhere. Do you so then they really have to hit like, 15 artifacts in yard. Absolutely. If you're playing against like Jund or you're playing against American control, like yeah, after you get Shatterstormed, you just play this card. <laughs> hey, look, oh, it gotcha. <laughs> Well, it just makes it, it just makes your opponent think twice before like, like I cast uh, Arcbound Ravager. It's like, all right, well, crap. Like, can I, can I afford to counter this? Okay. Well, I can't stay. And then Sack you're all like, my shit to Arcran Ravager. And Attack. then you're like cranial you plating. <laughs> and you're like cranial plating. And they're like, okay, well, can like does can I let the, I have do I have to I have to let this resolve because I just I have to save, you know, counterspell for something more more impactful. But the Ravager just sacks them all anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. It's the same as if they, they let it resolve or not in that scenario, if you have the Ravager, right? I guess, yeah. So like the Ravager just immediately kills them no matter what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. 
which is a pretty good spot to be in, right? I mean, uh, two mana will win the game. I don't know. Seems good. Yeah, know, we'll see. Seems seems sweet. It um, seems fine. I think it'll sneak its way into some decks for sure. Yeah. Uh, our next card is um, a bad pun, I guess. <laughs> a bad pun. I thought this translation was fake for the longest time because it just <laughs> seemed scale up. <laughs> it's a green mana for a sorcery. It says, until end of turn, target creature you control becomes a green worm with base power and toughness 6-4. That's all the card says. Also has it also has overload. <laughs> no, that's all the card <laughs> says. Let's let's be honest. That's that's all the card says. Yo, you know what? This card is actually really cool. If you go turn one, Chris, think about it. If you go turn one, snake. Turn two, scale up. Boom. No, what actually is going to happen is they're going to go turn one, glistener elf. Turn two, scale up. Plus, literally any pump spell in the game. Dead. And you'll die. <laughs> Or you could use the other half of this card and play it in a really bad mono green deck. It's got overload four green green. Yes. So you could like play it in that really bad green go wide deck and then just like turn all your crap into six four worms. <laughs> it's like the overrun on Garuk, but it's also but, a pump spell. <laughs> but also just a pump. <laughs> like, think about it. Turn one glycerol, turn two scale up, right? Now it's just seven seven power idiot. Well, no, it's base. So it's a six power idiot. Oh, fair. Then any, yeah, any plus four, just blit. Yeah. Blit. Just get better. Yeah. So. Pretty dece. Oh, it's pretty <laughs> funny. You can't, so you have to scale up before you cast the pump spell. No, it's base. It changes the base, so you can do it in either order. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so you could, uh, you could, like, jam your... After you just said base, and then I immediately was like, oh, hey. It can it can, it can be affected if you if you pump it first. Oh, and you're like no, it, it no, still says base. Base, base. <laughs> drop, drop the base. Um, so yeah, this card's like gonna see like play. raise the base, raise the base. Yeah, it's gonna see play an infect. Um, it doesn't do very good in multiples. Um, so that's a thing. You can't go scale up, scale up. I guess you could. It does okay in multiples, where you go like multiple turns. Scaling up, yeah, but usually you're like trying to kill them in one. If you're if you're like on a scale up plan, you're probably trying to kill them in one hit, right? Sure. So. I mean, I guess it acts the same as like the plus four, right? Yeah, yeah. Like plus four, you this turn, plus four you next turn. Well, you can still fine. You can stack my might of old Corosa, which was like nice, right? Sure. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. But it's not the it's not the, end world. With the the power from the but country. yeah for the nine yeah yeah. But uh, it also makes it easier to just like go with normal damage, right? Yeah, because it's like a plus five. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. So. Before we move on, um, I do I do like the card right next to it in our little spoiler view. Just scour all possibilities. Uh, I get two. to make my joke. Oh my god! I have scoured all possibilities, and I have decided to scry both cards to the bottom on this one. This card's bad. <laughs> you done? Are you done? I've been waiting to say that. You're ridiculous. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I just, uh, I think it's fine. It's a Did it's you even decent... finish reading the card before I talked over you? What was that? <laughs> Did you even finish reading the card before I talked over you? Did I? I don't know. Uh, scry two, then draw a card. A flashback with uh, five mana. It's two mana to cast. It's a sorcery. Um, I don't think it's awful. I think it's like fine in decks. Like, Scapeshift loves this card. Does it? I think so. 
What are you doing on turn two? Casting Steve Exploring. or nothing? I mean, sorry, what are you doing on four color escape shift? <laughs> Remand. Worldly Council? Isn't that a two drop? Is it? I don't know. I don't play that. Worldly Council. I don't play that. Isn't that what Jesus. they play in that deck? I think they play I, it as like a one of you. Yeah. I've definitely but you have gotten, to have domain for it. I've definitely gotten worldly counseled before by someone. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Whatever. I like the card, John. Leave it's me alone. Bad. It's bad. Your face is bad. It's bad. Just like your face. Anyways, speaking of cards that are not bad, our next card is Ranger Captain of Eos. It's a uh, three three for one white white. It's a human soldier. So so far everything's ticking the boxes. Human three three body for three. It's so been ETBs. You may search your library for a creature of current mana cost one or less. Reveal it and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So it's a little baby ranger, but then it's got even more text. It says sacrifice him. Your opponent can't cast non-creature spells this turn. So it's almost a silence. Card seems pretty nutso in uh, index that are interested in uh, pulling bullets out of the board and also making it hard for uh, control or combo decks to interact with them. Um, yeah, this card seems legit. <laughs> Grix's shadow turns into... Black, white, Esper, Esper, Esper Shadow. I, I don't think you want to play this in Esper. <laughs> you, you've already got options to fetch up a Shadow if you if you really want to, right? Like you can True. play Soltai and play uh, Search the Traverse the Elven Wald. Yeah, or you could just play Four Color Shadow and play Ranger Veils. <laughs> yeah, I think this card being double white keeps it out of the, yeah. the Shadow deck. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Ranger could do two of them too for only a mana more. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, turning off uh, being able to cast non creature spells until the end of turn is pretty great, right? Mm -hmm. Um, people have been talking about playing this in Martyr Proc. <laughs> great, you know who you are, people. You know who you <laughs> people. Are, people, people, <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I at least it's a it's a human that I don't think immediately slots into humans because there aren't really any one drops you really want to be fetching in that deck, right? Yeah. Champion of the Parish on turn three is not so hot. Neither is Noble Hierarch, so Yeah. Um I I saw I wanna see if it was an article or something, or maybe it was a podcast, but were they talking about how it's not actually that bad to to go grab a go grab a random idiot on three with Ranger Captain. In humans, to be honest, because um, in the deck has so many three drops that you can play another three drop and a one drop on four after this. I don't know. Seems interesting, at least. Also, it goes and fetches out the uh, new stepmom card, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, seems like a good sideboard card at the very least. Uh, it's a three three beater that like brings a friend along for the ride and makes it so they can't like combo you off i, I don't know seems good to me yeah i mean it has a card has a lot of text a lot of relevant text yeah that's ranger captain i think we'll be seeing him and his lion and little bird on his shoulder showing up in human decks for sure um our next card going all the way back down again on the alphabet is ren and six which is a very strange name i don't understand why the card is named like this i want some some background on this one <laughs> 
It is a legendary planeswalker Ren, and it's like a guy melded into some sort of like avatar exosuit style. Getting it's Ren melded into six. Yeah, it looks like an avatar type thing, like the, the movie, the James Cameron movie. <laughs> it's uh, a red and a green, just two mana planeswalker. Uh, for it's got three loyalty. Yeah, this thing makes uh, it makes Tabalt eat his uh, eat his little heart out. Uh, yeah, sorry, Tabalt, no longer the best two mana planeswalker around. <laughs> it has a uh, plus one return up to one target land from your graveyard to your hand, so it's crucible. It's a plus. Kind of. Uh, it's yeah, it's to hand, I guess not, not to play, but uh, and it has a minus one. It says Renin six deals one damage to any target, so uh, it's good against like a lot, like being able to ping stuff and being able to recur lands is very good against different types of decks, right? So being able to recur. Either fetches or land destruction lands is really good against decks that are trying to go long, because um, you can just destroy their mana base or just get virtual card advantage. And the minus is really good against decks that are trying to kill you. <laughs> uh, it can shoot opposing planeswalkers that have you know um, uh, some extra loyalty. Maybe there's a, a walker on four. You can bolt it and then minus Ren and six on it and finish it off. It kills all the crazy number of X ones that these blue white decks are playing now. It gets Snapcaster. It gets Click. Um, it shoots. Um, it's like Jun decks. It shoots Bob. Um, Imagine how gross it's, it is if um, you're playing against a Bird of Paradise deck or a Mana Drunk ugh. deck, and you just get to they play this on your turn two and shoot their turn one Mana Dork. Yeah. It's really gross on the play against mana dorks. Yeah. It's at four loyalty, so it goes back down to three at that point. So like maybe they have an opportunity to bolt it, but it's still a two for one in that case. And if they played a fetch on turn one and plus on the fetch, it's actually a three for one, which is really gross. <laughs> so, uh, and it's got a minus. It's got a minus seven. It says you get an emblem with. Instant and sorcery cards in your graveyard have retrace, which basically reads win the game. <laughs> um, most decks can't deal with that kind of uh, recursion. So, uh, as as I do, every card that I ever look at has to be seen through the lens of Amulet, right? <laughs> so, Stephen, imagine a world where Pact of Negation has retrace. Discard a land, counter-target spell. I mean, you're not wrong. That does sound powerful. But... Or even Summoner's Pact. Discard a land, but... Cast Summoner's Pact. So, so but, okay. So, you're a, talking about, like, huge primeval, titan, primeval Titan, like, chaining, right? There's a massive You don't even here. need... You don't even need... Big old To butt. transmute Teloria West anymore. You just discard a land, any land, Big and boom, Summoner's Pact. Big old butt. Big old butt. It's minus seven. Why? Why? Why would be? Why would you play this over anything else? Two mana planeswalker. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. This card's so good, though. This card is not that great. It's really the good. Strings has to be traced. I mean, I can't wait to pull that recording out and just play it on loop. Not that good. Not that good. Not that good. Yep. Not I, hope, good. Not I hope. I hope you good. do. I don't like, think it, I honestly don't think it's that good. Wrong. <clears throat> False. Get, get your foils now, boys. Yeah. 
Yep. I don't. I'm not. Karn, out of here. Ren six, get in my deck. I don't know about an amulet, but that this card is really powerful. This is a. It's got two very relevant effects at two mana, like. And it's got a really powerful ult instead of some do nothing bullshit. It goes straight up to four loyalty, so it protects itself from bolt. This card is the real fucking deal. I think this card is excellent. That's yeah. my take, though. Uh, Steven's on a fire. Uh, uh, I'll buy Steven's it. the bear. I'm the bull. Chris is. I don't know what Chris is. Chris is excited. Chris is excited and on drugs. Um. <laughs> no, honestly, um, it's, it seems way better in a loam deck, right? Oh, yeah. And sure. I, I've so ever since Kevin had the fucking abomination of a pile of rug loam, um, which was sweet. Um, I've kind of wanted to have a loam deck like be viable again, just because it's pretty sweet. So grindy, and so we're definitely as close as we can be to having a good viable loam deck again. Speaking so of hyped about that. Speaking of a viable loam deck, there is a card that got printed in the set. That looks pretty good for Loam. Forgotten Cave? Uh, Tranquil that, Thicket? It? I don't know. <laughs> yes. This is just like lands in red and green. <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Tranquil Thicket? Not so good. Yeah. No, it's like a, it's an enchantment that when you pitched uh, when you pitch cards, it did stuff. I, Iula's Influence? Green, green, green enchantment. No. Discard a land card. Create a 2-2 two, two green bear creature token? No. That, 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 that's what you were talking about, because that card is actually probably kind of good. It's... It's okay if they can if they can find three mana for it, but then they're like, oh, tectonic reformation, red and one enchantment. Each land and each land card in your hand has cycling red. Cycle two. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sold. Because I feel like, um, okay, fun fact: loam decks actually like like playing lands. Each land land each turn. Most of the time. Okay. So. Chucker. You're you're going to be getting back probably a land that already has cycling. Sure. So you're going to play this enchantment so you can cycle the other one. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. Personally. Mm. I have no, no huge knowledge of Loam decks other than that I got pummeled by one. By, by you know who. For like, who should not be named for like three months. I, so I think have the some saddest, goddamn respect. The saddest <laughs> thing about the loam decks is that you can dredge your seismic assault into your graveyard. Yeah, I think that's the saddest thing. I don't know this enchantment don't know. to give your other land cycling. Like it was just a thought. It's interesting. It might be worth it. Maybe if you wanted knows? to play a deck that did that kind of thing but didn't want to play the cycling lands for some mm-hmm. reason. Like it's like faster. Kind I of guess thing. like if you wanted to play more colors or if you wanted to just like be more aggressive with your lands instead the of having. I think like, to do it would would be to play lands that don't need to be tapped. Right? Yeah, but losing. But the only lands that do that are the ones you're going to cycle anyway. That have cycling, right? No, yes, I think yeah. that's why you play the enchantment is so you can play lands ETB like normal lands, right? So your fetch lands become cycle lands at some point. Yeah. Instead okay. of like playing a fetch land and like, all right, well, I need now need to 
go fetch for something because it's the only thing that this does but all your all your fetch lands become forgotten caves basically yeah i don't know, I don't know. maybe hmm just a thought uh moving on perk mage's charm yeah speaking of triple colored spells this is a blue 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 for an instant it's modal mm, i love me some modal cards you're gross it's uh it's got counter target spell so it's a it's a cancel that's even even more obnoxious to cast it also much ha- more obnoxious. it even has the option uh target player draws two cards ricochet trap redirect me <laughs> thanks uh and thanks for the cards <laughs> mirror gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less it slices, it dices, it does everything a control deck could possibly want. This card is the real deal. I can't wait seems, to play one or two of them. It seems pretty good, especially the the very last mode. It's like, oh, this hey, gravy, right? that's a cool death shadow. Mind if I take a look at it real quick? It's good for all the same reasons that Kaya was good. So everyone was like unsure about Kaya because it was like, oh, one drops. Like, eh, I don't know. How do you evaluate that? And then people played Kaya and they were like, yeah, this is pretty good. Like dealing with one drops is actually fairly relevant. And so this does that. So I think we can safely say that dealing with one drops at three mana is like not unreasonable. Um then having Imagine a, your humans opponent makes their champion of the pirates very large and you just go ahead and take it <laughs> and then block just, before they start the combat I'll step. Just, I'll just take that like, real quick. Awkward. Yeah. Uh and it's a counter spell that can also draw two. Like that's excellent. Wait, if you do it after they declare attackers, don't you just gain control of it? You do, but it's tapped. All right. <laughs> but it's no longer attacking. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're, you're you're fogging that big old yeah. big old dude. Yeah, I think usually you'd rather like threaten to block. Yeah, and keep him from attacking with other stuff. But uh, they reflector mage it. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> no. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Violet back in. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this card's sweet. Uh, triple blue is really obtrusive in any kind of three color deck, so uh, this is probably a two color deck card. Good blue white or blue red, I guess. Or blue black, even, yeah. Um, although blue black has a lot of cards that have double black, um, blue red doesn't necessarily have as many double red cards. Um, although it does usually have, blue red decks usually have to play anger, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good. I don't think you're gonna be playing a full play set of them, but uh, one or two I think sprinkled in is definitely uh, a cool place to be. It's going in the kitchen sink deck, that's for sure. <laughs> As if there were any doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, I th- I guess I'm looking at this card kind of and comparing it to um the. The one with that also has modes, but it has like look at the top four, put one in your hand, threats the bottom. Mm. Is yeah. it is it like is it better or is it worse than that? Well, it's a hard counter. So Supreme Will is what you're talking about. Yeah, Supreme Will, there we go. Yeah. Or it's, it's like Supreme, mana leak Supreme, one end. The mana leak is really hard on that card. And also the fact that you only get one card. Getting two cards is big. Um, so yeah, it's a three mana two for one if you draw two. Yeah, which is really nice. Which I guess so is divination, but it, well, so is Esper Charm. But Esper Charm is, you know, the mind rod is relevant on Esper Charm, but Esper Charm doesn't counter spells. So 
having the option to, to do the draw part of Esper Charm and have it be a counter spell is like pretty Gucci. Um, definitely. Know, what's easier to cast, Esper Charm or uh, Esper Charm? Discard? Esper Charm for sure. I think it's definitely Esper Charm. Unfortunately, because um, you can cast Esper Charm off some number of other basics, right? <laughs> Um, Speaking of casting spells. Yeah. <laughs> Our next one. Uh Kess. Yeah, they printed this one for the legacy players, man. I bet. No longer do you have to play with a proxy, a mountain that says Kess Decident Mage on it. Now you can play with a non-foil copy and legacy in your Kess Pile deck. Not have to make a visit to the judge station at the beginning of the tournament and do the walk of shame with your really ugly proxy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those not in the know, Kess Dissident Mage is a 3-4 legendary creature human wizard for the convoluted mana cost of one blue, black, red. So she's Grixis colors plus one. She flies and she says during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. If a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. She snapcaster mages during every one of your turns, and she's a flying 3-4. So she's a pretty solid value engine. Uh, in Legacy, uh, the dedicated control decks, the Grixis control decks, or as they came to be known, cast pile decks, uh, could really leverage her because they had a lot of card advantage effects built in. You could always ponder, brainstorm to draw a card. You could hem your opponent. You could kill a creature. And there wasn't a lot of opposing removal flying around that necessarily killed a 3-4 for 4. So um, she's quite good. But in modern, we uh, come well-equipped to deal with random 4-mana do-nothing creatures. Not that she actually does nothing, because you can flash something back immediately. Um, but she's a little bit more flimsy in modern. So I don't know she's quite as worth the investment of 4-mana. Um, I think at that cost, you're really looking at Planeswalkers, which are in some ways a little bit more robust and have a bit more flexibility and, um, losing the ability to block and attack is obviously big on a Planeswalker, but I think that's probably where you want to be for something costed like this. She does have four toughness at least, so it's not the easiest thing to remove. Yeah, she's not munching on both. But yeah, modern is... Typically more equipped to deal with just random idiots. Yeah. Um, Fatal Push gets her with um, the effect turned on. But uh, Path gets her as well. Although usually getting your dude Pathed in a control deck is like not the worst thing in the world. Because it ranks. Like, oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, gives you more mana to do dumb stuff later in the game. Um, but maybe a deck playing Kess is a little bit more mid-rangey. I don't know. Hard to say. Um, I'd like to see her see play because I think she's super sweet, but I'm worried she's just not quite what modern decks are looking for. Although I did play against a deck yesterday playing Nicol Bolas Dragon God, and Cass would have been sweet in that deck. True. So, I don't know. Quick anecdote time. My opponent played a Nicol Bolas Dragon God when I had a Narset and uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor in play. Oh god. And uh, they thought for a really long time and then decided that they would like to brainstorm. Great. So then they thought for a long more time. I mean, no, not really. They they conceded <laughs> out of shame. Oh, I had a nurse in play. Oh, awkward. 
<laughs> the old draw none put two back. <laughs> Seems yeah, it reminds me of like the legacy days, right? When everyone was playing Leovolds and people didn't really know what the card did yet. Oh, and like, shit. oh, brainstorms, like uh, uh, uh. points to Leovold. No, 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 don't draw any cards, sir. Ugh, yeah. Just put two back, please. Yeah, it was on their own turn, too. At least if, like, Leovold and Brainstorm, sometimes they would, like, do it during your turn and they draw one, put two back, which is, like, slightly less backbreaking, but yeah. <laughs> and then Ponder becomes, like, a very strange index. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, our next card is Aladimarie's Call. I don't know how to pronounce this one. Uh, it is... Like green and white, instant, searcher... Library for a creature, put in your hand. That's it. It's good. Two mana. Put a creature in your hand. To tutor. Seems good. Seems fine. Toolbox uh, combo decks are yeah. excited, yeah. Yeah, the combo decks get uh, significantly better, in my opinion, with this card. Especially the ones that go turn one, bird, turn two, uh, mana dork. And then they can combo off on turn three with... A total of one, two, well, it wouldn't matter at that point. They just go and grab the other piece of the combo. Uh, and you just have to respect it a lot more at that point. Um, whereas a lot of times you kind of just uh, kind of just say, I don't know, I guess in my position, I don't play many decks that interact with uh, creature decks. So you just shrug and you say like, all right, well, if you got it, you got it. But yeah, I don't know. The card to me feels a lot like a uh, Court of Calling. I, think, yeah, I don't expect any. I think uh, it's much better than Core Big changes. See, Core just puts the creature into play, though. Like, you have to still cast the creature you get off. Yeah, but it's instant speed, right? Calling. Yeah, so it's Core's calling. I mean. You can do it like end step and then do it at the beginning or at your first main step. Yeah, so, like, it's it's a lot better to rebuild after you've been wiped or something than Core is. But in terms of, like, getting a combo creature to put into play to do the big, you know, the thing, I feel like it's very similar to court. I guess, Since yeah. Had, it, it is similar, yeah. We didn't actually line it out. It's a white and a green for an instant. Search your library for a creature card, put it in your hand after you reveal it. Although, it maybe it's good in the uh, Niv-Mizzet deck. <laughs> yeah. Put so it, that way, if they kill your Niv-Mizzet, you can just use it to search up for another Niv-Mizzet. <laughs> so good. So good. That's a thing. That is a thing. I like it. I like it. That definitely goes in the Nim is a deck. 100%. 100%. Also, like, you can search for all the, like, <clears throat> the multicolored creatures you boarded in. Like, oh. your Zeta Caster, yeah, or yeah, your yeah. Knight of Autumn, or... Your, uh... Your Sin Collector. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, Deputy of Detention, even. Yes. Oof. Uh, so moving on, since we're getting a little long in the tooth here, uh, our next one is... Kaya's Guile. It is an instant for one white and black, and it is also modal. Uh, Colgon's command. Yeah, Colgon's command finally has its uh, its made its match. Maybe no, not really. But uh, no. it's got choose to each opponent sacrifices a creature, exile all cards from each opponent's graveyard, make a one one white and black flying spirit creature token with f- flying, and you gain four life. So you get to pick two, and if you pay six mana, you get all four. First ever modal spell where you choose two and then entwine for four modes. I think all the other ones were like one or the other, and then you get both if you entwine. So this is actually like a mix and match where you can get all four. Yeah. Um, this card's sweet, actually. Um, 
uh, sacking a creature uh, and gaining life or making a blocker. It's a little hard to get a two for one off of this, um, but it's very, very doable um, in a decent amount of situations. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good against like aggressive decks, right? Like they lose a creature and you get a blocker, or you lose a creature and you gain four life. Mm. Helps stem the bleeding a little it's bit. It's much easier to get your two for one out of an aggressive deck. Uh, unlike Colgon's Command, which is almost always a, a two for one, this deck, this card's not always a, a two for one against all decks. But um, later in the game, when you're sitting on your stockpile of extra mana, you can do all four modes and get some uh, some crazy value. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I'm excited to play this card. I like uh, flexible cards like this. Uh, flexible instant speed. Um, a wide range of effects. This feels almost like um, a Blessed Alliance in a lot of ways, um, like a like a bigger brother to Blessed Alliance. And I was always kind of fond of that card. Um, so, so I think I think John actually has a weird obsession with Highlander decks, <laughs> and modal cards let you play kind of like a Highlander deck without <laughs> so many of different cards, right? So if you just play four. Kaya's Guile, it's like almost as if you have four different effects in each card. It's like right? you're playing 16 different cards. <laughs> so good. Steven's muted. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. You like you like Highlander things? Yeah, but not EDH. EDH can suck it. Because <laughs> it's a multiplayer format, and I hate people. I only want to play against one person at a time. Uh so I can hate them equally. It's very hard to hate three Equal other is people. What? Just how much you hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. When I play <laughs> Highlander deck, I do hate myself quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Our next card is Dead of Winter. It is a two and a black sorcery. And it has the text. I don't remember, so I'm going to say it from memory. All all non-snow creatures (laughs) get minus X, minus X until the end of turn, where X is the number of snow permanents you control. I'm just waiting for someone to tell me, wow, isn't this card great in a swans deck? You could play Grixis Swans. It's already happened. And no, it kills swans. It kills kills your swans. It literally just kills swans. (laughs) It's terrible. You do not want yeah, this card. Come to find out, your swan is not covered in snow. Nope. It is not snowy. Uh, this card is uh, really interesting because it is kind of like a three-mana mutilate. Um, mutilate being an, a card that's been around forever that costs two black black and does the same thing, but for swamps. You get swamps. minus X, minus X for swamps. So you can play this in your non-mono black deck as long as you play the snow toll. And um, your opponent stopped playing the new <coughs> Quaddle. <laughs> uh, or any other random snow crap. Um, so this will sweep away most things. Uh, being three mana is quite nice. Uh, it's kind of like an Anger of the Gods on turn three in a snow deck. Um, and a lot of the black three mana sweepers actually tend to do minus two, minus two. Um so that was always an issue when I was like looking at uh, cyber cards for Shadow back in the day. Not that this can be a you know a card in Shadow, but in a deck like that, you were always like, well, I could play Anger and it does three damage, but all these black ones are better with my mana, but they only do minus two, minus two, and that kind of sucked. So I imagine there's other black decks that kind of wanted something that costed three, but also you know did minus three, minus three, and this this card will get that done if you're willing to play with uh, Snowlands. So. I think that's cool. I don't. I don't think it's going to take over the. 
the meta, but I think it's going to um, be yet another you, card. Or you can just of, play Crypt Rats. Yeah, Crypt Rats. I've, Popper All-Star. I have gotten wrecked by that card in Popper Cube by, by Chris. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Some ratty boys. It's the uh, it's the same thing, but instead of spending three mana once, you can just spend three mana twice for the same effect. Because everyone loves spending six mana to get a three mana effect. One hundred percent. Spending of speaking of three mana, <laughs> we're briefly going to speak about a three mana card that also makes three mana. They basically just took three Llanowar elves and stapled them together <laughs> to make a super Llanowar elf. It's a three mana three three that taps to add three green. It's uh, three Llanowar elves in a trench coat. A lot of threes. Three, three, three. It's Vincent Adult Man from Bojack Horseman. I cannot believe a single person has been like, oh man, this card might be good. Get out of here. <laughs> you can't believe no one said Get that? Get out of here. I'm glad no one has said that. No, I can't believe people have. Like, people have? Like, what is wrong with you? <sighs> Get out of here. Like, oh, it has for three. It's so good. It might be so much. Like, have you ever heard of our uh, card called Elvish Archdruid? <laughs> it also has cycling. Forest cycling. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of no elvish aberration. Elvish aberration. Insane. Yeah, sorry. that is a very different elf. Uh, yeah, it is not. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That that costs like five, but it has forest cycling. It's also a four or five. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, shoot. Pump your elves, guys. Cradle for elves. Yeah, seems good. Seems significantly better than Atlanta elves uh, taped together. <laughs> yeah, but this, but this next card. Yeah, tribute mage. It's uh, it's not three elves taped together. It's, it's uh, not. it's just uh, yet another. It's a mage. mage. It's another. It finds, it's another a, it finds mage. an artifact a little bit bigger than a trinket, but not quite so big as a trophy or a treasure. treasure. No, there's tro- there's there's trophy, trophy and treasure. Too. Yeah, well, yeah, much much smaller than a treasure. Yes, but even it's a little bit smaller than a, a trophy. Mm-hmm. Turns out, tribute is better than trophy. <laughs> So this is a 2-2 two, two that goes and gets a converted mana cost 2 artifact from your deck, puts it in your hand. It can go get both parts of Thopter's Sword. How exciting. I'm excited. Well, John's making Thopter's Sword. So the problem with Thopter's Sword is I don't like playing Mox Apple because that card's dumb. I mean, you and don't have also to very expensive sword. And you don't own it. Also, for- yeah, also what Chris said. <laughs> also, Thopter's Sword doesn't need Mox Opal. A lot of the Thopter Sword decks do play Opals because they're like wor- they're word decks these days. Um, and Tribute Mage lets you just go and Esper get control, part man. of the combo. Just go es- get, just play Esper Control. That sounds not like what I want to do at all. Actually, it's blue, blue white, pretty blue white. No, that actually does sound like the, what you the, would like to do. Not with, not with Thopter Sword. <laughs> that just that sounds exactly like what you'd like to do. I've played blue white Thopter Sword before, and that's sweet. I do not think you, you need just a have third to color. go back. You just have to go back in for the for older technology. Play Blue White Ameria with Tribute Mage. So you can play a Tribute Mage, get one half the combo, and then equip it to your Mortar Pod, sack it, get the other half when you recur with your Sun Titan. So oh, good. Man. How do you lose? In fact, your Tribute Mage can even go and fetch your Mortar Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So good. <laughs> What a fucking pile of shit that deck was. <laughs> Vesper Lark. Let's talk about that. Yeah, what does that card do, Steven? It's a white and two elemental flying creature. Uh, when it leaves the battlefield, return target creature with converted mana cost one or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It has evoke for 
two mana, white and one. Yeah, so you know how uh, the rangers, like ranger veals, but smaller? So this card's like Revel Arc, but smaller. There's Correct. a lot of baby cards in this Baby set. cards, yeah. Baby Lark, do 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 do. <laughs> No? Moving no. on. No. Oh man, <laughs> I thought that was good. No, 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 no. no. And thank you, viewers. It's time to end. Uh, <laughs> I'm on thin ice, you might say. Uh, no. Uh, no, I don't even want to move on. I think we should end it there. Uh, next card. Move uh, is on. <laughs> that one got me. Uh, next card is on thin ice. One white mana, snow enchantment aura. Enchant Snowland you control when it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until on thin ice leaves the battlefield. So it's basically just that one other one, Chain to, Chain the, rocks. to the Rocks. It's Chain to the Rocks, but the rock has to be snowy. All right, moving oh, wait, on. Oh, the card's great. Uh, <laughs> I've already picked up my two snow-covered planes on Moto, so I can replace my oust with this in blue-white control. Oh, two sure. snow-covered planes. Yep, because I already sure. had the snow-covered islands, so, you know. <clears throat> oh, you know, that's why wouldn't you have the snow-covered lands? Wait, so is it going to be right to always play snow-covered lands if you have them? Just to bluff a lot of things? A lot of things now? Maybe, yeah. Huh, interesting. <laughs> Alright. Moving on. Get your original printings now, boys and girls. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Where's the next one? Uh, Winds of Abandon? Yep, yet another white removal spell. This one's uh one in a white, and it's uh it's a path. It's a bad it's a bad path. It's a sorcery speed path. With overload. But it's got overload. Yes. So for So the... Seagate Wreckage. <laughs> Seagate Wreckage? Is uh, that... wait, what Seagate Wreckage what? is a very different card. <laughs> what are you talking about? Wait. That is a land that draws wait. you a card if you have no cards in hand. Wait. <laughs> I was like, how what? what? What card am I thinking? I think of? settle the wreckage. Settle the wreckage. There about. we go. Yeah, settle the wreckage. I I would compare it more to Terminus, right? Because it's six mana to do the thing. Sure. Yeah. So if you have six mana, you're just like, blah, you know, kill your shit. Yeah, it's cool. It's flexible. Uh, this card's also a contender for that that you know blue white control deck. Um, you know, fifth plus uh, removal slot. Um, for your kitchen sink. Deck. Yeah, it's definitely in the kitchen sink deck. It's already on the list. Um, but being two mana is. Definitely a downside on the front end. However, um, being able to have a spot removal spell that also turns into wraths in the or a wrath, I should say, in the white game is uh, is pretty real. So um, it might be worth playing. I'm not sure. I'm really I'm really borderline on this card. I'm gonna hedge towards no, but I you know, wouldn't be surprised. It's possible. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see yes. I think on thin ice is the better direction to go though, uh, for shoring up your your one mana removal slot. To be honest, so. Um, our next card is another reprint. It's Unearth. It's a single Unearth is sweet. Yeah, single black mana. Get a creature that costs three or less back from your graveyard to your hand. Doesn't this already exist in modern? No, it just reanimates it. Just puts it in oh, play. it just reanimates it. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh the card you're thinking of, Stephen, is uh Rise Claim Fame. Claim Fame, not Rise Claim Fame. to oh, Fame. Yeah, Claim Fame. Yep. But that only gets stuff that costs two or less. This gets three or less, and it also has cycling for two tacked onto it. Sure. Um, so you can get back your um Edge Champion. Your, your Snapcaster Mage. Or your Edge Champion, <laughs> yes. Or your uh 
pyromancer guy or azusa azusa yes um we didn't actually uh get a chance to talk about um seasoned pyromancer last time did we I don't know. I don't think we talked about it. I thought we, I thought we might have. Have they spoiled it already? Anyways, yeah, it's really good with Season Pyromancer. <laughs> True. Um, you get your tokens again, potentially. Oh, we did talk about this card, yeah. Yeah, this card's just great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited about Get this back card. your Magus of the Moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> red, red, black <laughs> moons. Here we come. Ugh. Um. So yeah, I think Unearth has been talked about enough get in the past. Your back rack. Your back rack. Your back rack. Oh get God, out of here. here. Um, I feel like the the Magus of the Moon pack rat unearthed <laughs> card comp. That's all just one deck right there. You got you got one. Deck. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, guys, guys, guys. No, we're missing the obvious interaction, no. here, especially in limited. Unearth your crypt rats. Ah, that's really gross. I don't. That's gross. <laughs> in limited, that seems really yeah, that's gross. really gross. Ping your opponent for one, and then just crypt rat for the rest of the game, so you win. You just crypt, you crypt rat everything. Yeah. Everything. It's everything. Right, but it's, it's yourself. Everything. But it's yourself. Too, so you have to make sure your life total is more than your opponent. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit them hit hit, once with hit, the rat and then. You hit them with the rat. Yeah, yeah. You hit them with the rat and then you just keep blowing it up. <laughs> you need a lot of unearths for that. Um, our next card is Carrion Feeder, another reprint. Uh, it is a zombie uh, for black mana. It's a uh, 1 1. And it says, sacrifice another creature. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Carrion Feeder. This card is going to take the spot of Viserysir in a lot of decks. Um, or just be next to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a beater. It's, it enables a lot of stuff. This card is really good. Don't sleep on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, it can't block. I almost forgot about that text. That's relevant. Yeah. That's that's I almost mean, relevant. It's not super f- small copy. It's not super flashy, but it's it'll it'll be good. Just goes into a lot of decks. Um, yeah, people have been wanting this card for ages. Um, just <clears throat> the Sarasir wasn't always the most effective thing. Um, you didn't always want to be scrying in a lot of these decks. You wanted to be pursuing your bad beats backup plan, and the Sarasir wasn't super hot for that. Carrion Feeder is quite good if your opponent is playing damage based removal. Uh, and you can get the carrion feeder out from under bolt range than anything else they try to bolt just feeds the carrion feeder uh, and they just get smacked by a big old zombie so quite good uh, Strong. next card is shenanigans <laughs> aptly, aptly named shenanigans uh, it is a sorcery speed shatter that has drudge one that's it that's it not as good as Dark Blast still against Affinity. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. I mean, it does the same thing, basically. Other than like... He blows up the plating, though. Yeah, but you just... Dark Blast just kills the creature. Yeah. Nine kills, times out of ten. This kills... um The big boy. Master Ethereum? Master Ethereum, yeah, yes, I guess thank so. you. Uh, which is very relevant in the games I played against Affinity with red decks. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, I can't bolt this thing. It's too big. <laughs> but yeah, see, Shenanigans is very good. Um, it's it's like worth playing in decks that aren't dredge, right? It's worth playing in dredge. 
Right, but I'm saying like oh yes, not a lot of decks outside of Dredge were playing Dark Blast. Yeah, true. Yeah, but plenty of decks outside of Dredge will be willing to play Shenanigans. Yeah. So yeah, definitely that card is uh, it's gonna be in a lot of decks. It's gonna make Steven very sad. Uh, I mean, I haven't been I mean, playing Affinity lately, so maybe not that sad. I know no one actually uh plays Landry Control anymore, but this card takes the big poop on the Landry. One hundred percent. Yeah. You can't keep me from drawing it if I'm not really drawing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, getting down to the the end of the line here. Our next card is another very strange one. It's this is this is this is my favorite card of the set. I think really, yeah. Hogak, 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 Hogak attack, Hogak attack, Hogak arisen necropolis. Five Golgari, Golgari. What a reasonably casted card for an 8-8 Trample. But you can't spend mana to cast this card. But, but you can cast it from your graveyard. But it has Convoke and a Delve. Yeah, what a what a doozy of a card. And you can cast it from your graveyard. Because you, you can't Delve the black the, the, the black green mana. Nope. You but, have to Convoke but it. But you can Convoke it. So yep. you have to Convoke to cast so you have to have two creatures on the board two green or black creatures on the board and have five extra mana somewhere either in creatures or in creature graveyard yeah Yeah. and but you can cast it from your graveyard which i think is pretty good yeah i'm gonna quickly bring in the last card we have on the list um because it goes along with this conversation altar of um whatever the hell dementia how do you dementia Dementia. Yeah, so two mana artifact, sacrifice creature, um, mill two, I believe. It's equal to power, I thought. Target player puts a number of cards equal to the sacrifice yeah. creature oh, yeah, yeah. power the, from the top the of the library to the creature. Which, in most cases, is going to be two. Because people have been talking about this card comboing with um, Bitch from Below. Ugh. So you just like play your turn one Stitcher Supplier, mill three. You play your turn to stupid um, altar, sacrificial supplier, mill three, make a zombie, sack the zombie, mill two, and then you delve slash um, what do you call convoke using zombies off the bridge from below and whatever. Play this guy from your graveyard, sack him, mill eight, <laughs> make a whole bunch of more zombos, rinse and repeat until you have enough extra zombos to mill your opponent out. Hmm. Interesting. It's really gross. <laughs> Seems like a really long time to set up, though, right? Not really. All you need is a sticker oh, supplier and an yeah. altar. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you have to hit the bridges, right? You like, have to um, hit the bridges. And, and Yeah, so once you hit bridges, then it's just a downhill. Surgical extraction wants to know your location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time for ground seal. Ugh. Uh, one highlight I did want to mention, uh, I guess... Uh, uh, two highlights that I, I like out of the set <clears throat> is the the queen bear. <laughs> the bear? <laughs> I love the queen bear. It looks so cool. She gets all the honey. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even going to talk about it because it's not worth mentioning outside of queen bear. I guess there's three cards that I like. The, the next one I think everybody saw was the crashing footfalls, uh, which is the suspend four for a green mana. Uh, create two four four green rhino creature tokens with trample. <laughs> Seems cool to me. 
I just can't wait to see someone get rhinoed by this thing. Dude, just like turn one, do this, turn two, do it again. All right, I'm going to have four rhinos on turn five or something. Just fog until you get there. Oh, yeah, you just play some clock spinnings too, right? Yeah. Oh, clock spinnings. <laughs> Done. You might as well just play like Asphaltol. Just eight powder? Done. Uh, and then and then uh, a personal highlight just for myself, for my Enchantress deck, Hall of Heliod's Generosity, Legendary <laughs> Land, uh, Taps for Colorless, White and One puts an enchantment back from your graveyard to your library. It's a Kenny Ruins for enchantments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that was it. That's, that's yeah. all I, I like. Academy for enchantments. Jesus Christ. How are people going to use this? Also, uh, briefly... Well, I guess Mirror Law is just pretty card. good, too. My, I think the, the the easy answer to the Heliods is probably Periphery Nodes. Oh, dude, yeah. Or, uh, or um, the, the Disenchant. It's an enchantment. What seal? Alt seal? Seals? Yeah. <gasps> seal primordium. Seal ah! of fire. Seal primordium with hall of generosity seems okay in amulet. Doesn't seem awful. No. <laughs> Chris is not on board. No. It's, it's like it, considerably worse than a Academy <laughs> roots. <laughs> yeah, EE is just a better card than anything you could get back with this, right? Yeah. Also, or Ballista, I mean. Just. Also, why don't we talk about Merit, La- Merit Lodge's Slumber? Because uh, it's Because it's terrible? It's such a good card. You guys it's are so... Bad. Oh, man. I'm going to prove you guys so wrong with this one. What I was can't that wait. last card? I can't wait to put it on a loop. What was that last card that he thought was good that isn't good? Or wasn't good that is good? Oh, Renin 6. You think Renin 6 is bad? Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here, yeah, guys. Renin 6 is bad, but nearly just Slumber's good. Yeah, yeah. Renin 6, <laughs> no thanks. Mary Watch of Slumber, that's the shit right there. Yep. Both of these cards cost, what, two mana, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just one wins you the game, Bill. Choose your two drop. Oh my god. Legendary Snow Enchantment. <laughs> Whenever it or another snow permanent enters the battlefield, scry one. At the beginning of your upkeep, you control ten or more snow permanents, sacrifice the slumber. And then you create Merit Lodge, which I think it's pretty cool that now we have another use for a Merit Lodge token because it's the exact same Merit Lodge. Yeah, and they're going to make more Merit Lodge tokens. Ah, yes. so good. That's pretty cool. I kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, this card's sweet, but this is an ADH card. Let's be real. This is definitely going to be broken in modern. Uh, no. Uh, doubt. Is there any, any ways you can cheat the counters off of it like the other one? It just counts permanence that you have. It's like right, Steven, think about it's it. Like, think it's like it's like a send. You need, you need a ten is? snow permanence to get a mirror lodge, and then you need to wait till next turn to attack them with said mirror. Yeah, but lodge. if you're just taking turns, easy, easy peasy. If you're playing taking turns and you go off, it doesn't matter what you kill them with. Great. Fantastic. Most Thanks people, for proving my most point. Most people kill with, like, what? A Megosi the Waterfell? A Jace? Or part the, part the Waterfell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a bad walk that has or a Or a Jace Ultimate. Yeah. Or a Snapcaster Mage that attacks them. Like, like you guys aren't wrong, but this is just a great alternative. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like strictly worse than search for a scan to, in that deck. I just I don't agree because oh, search is. I mean, it doesn't. You cannot agree, game. even though you're wrong. <laughs> you're absolutely right. 100 percent accurate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on board. Uh, one last thing. Uh, we, I don't know if we talked about last time, but Endling. We finally have ah. a black Ling. It seems pretty bad. Yeah, it's cool though. But uh, but it's here. I just really appreciate the fact that they got a Morphling analog and a a, a new Manticore into the same set because I have a framed Morphling and Masticore that are signed like in my office. So it's just just good things to my heart to see those together again. So I guess I know I know this episode's gone like really long, but overall what do we think of the set because i think a lot of people out there are bitching and moaning that oh this is just an edh set this isn't gonna shake up modern at all blah 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 this isn't really a modern set this is just for casuals with a couple like you know lands sprinkled in for modern players and to you i say shut the hell up and the reason is what did you really expect out of this set did you expect wizards to to print a bunch of modern staples that are in here because then all you would do is be bitching and moaning about how expensive those cards are because every single deck needs four of them and it's a <clears throat> limited print run so so i think i think overall like this set has if not the same maybe just a little bit more of an impact than any other set does in my opinion i think it allows i think gives uh, a lot of different archetypes uh some good tools um, but nothing that's like overtly broken, nothing that's like, oh, this puts this, this tier, you know, zero or tier 50 deck to a tier one deck it doesn't really shift anything in particular, but it does allow people to build their decks more tuned to the way they want to play them. So, I mean, there are some powerful cards here, right? Like the potential just time twister versus very has a lot of potential, right, to do broken things. But Wizards basically did exactly what they said they were going to do, right? They're going to try to buff less played archetypes to give tools to these not really tiered decks, these, you know, more pet decks, and try to make those decks a little bit more popular. Their goal wasn't to make a good deck the best deck. Yeah. And I feel like that's what everyone's looking for. They're trying to find the card to put in their already tiered deck to make it the best deck so they can have the best deck and that wasn't the purpose of the set so to to be complaining about that i think is to miss the point right i honestly think that like almost every top tier deck in the format got a card in this set yeah i agree like humans got the uh ranger and the core like potentially, like very likely that the that those show up in in that deck in some capacity. Uh, Azorius definitely got a bunch of cards, like Factor Fictions on the table, Force of Negation, Flusterstorm all on the table. Um, the the um, on Thin Ice. Um, New Mox is cool. Tron. I don't know if Tron got anything offhand. I can't think of anything right now. Uh, maybe Force of Vigor. Amulet got Force of Vigor. Like that's a huge plus for that deck, right? Like you're yeah. pretty excited about that. For sure. Dredge like got um, shenanigans, which is huge to deal with. Like Graftigger's Cage. 
um and i'm sure there's other stuff for the set like there's a gawk in in the set you know um phoenix got firebolt and um lava dart and lava dart and fire fiery islet the um the horizon land um burn got their horizon land the red white one um and i'm sure there's maybe something else in the set um did affinity get i mean like, i'm just looking at like all the top decks on the list of top decks in the format right now they all got like very playable cards i, mean, I don't know if affinity did but but yeah. i don't know about affinity They're, i mean they could play mocks but um they go well the affinity type decks got urza right like sure so artifact like, decks yeah every good deck that was already good got like a, a, a some sort of toy right like something and then almost all the cards in the set go into some weird friend strategy like yeah very few of these cards are just like stone cold unplayable mm-hmm. they're just like they're good somewhere something like they do something weird um and that's like that's like what time spiral did originally in the uh the feature site the original feature site set did like those cards we still see a bunch of them all over the place in modern they're just like they do weird different things that are like hard to replace you know with mm-hmm. other cards like the color pie breaks and just the different mechanics like ended up well so like I don't see why people are so down on this set. Like, I think like so many of the cards in this set are playable in, if not in modern, in EDH, in Popper, in Legacy, in Vintage. Like, there's just this. This set is like overflowing with sweet ass fucking cards. And I don't know why people are so butthurt because, like, what Chris is saying, like, if it was just packed full of Chase rare must have cards, like, it would be a disaster for the game. And, like, I'm already thinking it already is, like, actually, like, a lot of these cards are going to be hard to get, like, the demand that people want for the cards, right? Yeah, I, I just think it's ridiculous to be upset that over, like, oh, oh, they didn't print Fetchlands, or, oh, there's no, like, Crypto Command in here, there's no, like, Lillian in the bill. Like, that wasn't the point. I mean, ignoring the fact that we already knew they weren't going to have any reprints that are already the one modern. But, like, something like that, I, right? Yeah, something like that, I, I think was i'd be shocked if one of those type of power level cards isn't in this set like i would be shocked if there isn't something in this set like that it's just like a staple like pillar of some deck like must have card like i'm sure voice of negation is going to be very popular right maybe it won't be four ofs but i'm sure it'll be very popular because it's still just a three mana negate yeah that exiles so it's like three mana despise slash negate that's fine. It's perfectly playable. Oh, dispel. I was like, no, dis- I was like despise. What the fuck? <laughs> Not despise. Yeah, yeah. Disperse. Disperse. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, that's super good. But see, like the but the set also has tons of cards for you to try and brew something, right? Like all these cycle lands. We can make a, maybe a loam deck can come back. One in six is going to go somewhere. Or astral drift, right? People are talking about this card. Maybe we can build around. I, don't know, I think there's a lot of interesting cards here. And people will find a way to to make them even more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's gonna be so much that comes out of the set that's gonna make huge ripples on modern and likely other formats as well. I'm hype. I'm super hype. My wallet is not. I'm gonna have to trade cards and stuff to get stuff from the set. <laughs> yeah. So I think that about wraps us up on Modern Horizons. Uh, two episodes in a row to get through all of it, and there was a lot of stuff we still didn't talk about, but we've only got so much time, unfortunately. Um, so let's uh, move into our slot of the week. Chris, what card are you super hyped to get into your deck? 
this week? Uh, my sub of the week is going to be Tireless Tracker. Um, this card I've been off of for quite a while, actually. And I very recently decided to slot it back into Ye Olde Amulet deck. <laughs> Plus probably Ye Olde any other random green mid-rangey-ish deck. Because it's very good against control, yep. which is what's very popular at our store. And online. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's just a pretty good value engine. Um, if the front's really fast, it's not so good. Uh, but when it's slowed down and more grindy, it really, really shines. That is the king of Dirtle, or the queen, I should say. She yeah, is you know, She is the Dirtle queen. It just accrues value by playing the game normally. Like, And it also grows quite large. It just kills them yeah. if they don't have an answer to this it. This card so. is really scary to see across the table as a control deck if you don't have removal. Yeah, I feel like this card's still relatively innocuous, though. Like... Three mana, three, two, two mana to crack a clue, but it's it's quite good. Actually. This is like this card is like the definition of no respect. Get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it gains quite a bit of advantage before you realize it. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, you, Stephen? What are you hyped to be playing? Um, this week. Uh, if I do get a chance to play some magic, I've been. If I don't find my Teferis by the the tournament day, then I'll probably be playing some some primeval titans. As you should be. Because that's pretty good. Because uh, you know, primeval titan just wins games. Yeah. There's also true. there's also a handful of people at the at the Wednesday tournament that I go to. Um, there's a handful of amulet players that I've been watching and I feel like the version that I have built right now is better against them or maybe they're just playing it wrong. Maybe a little, <laughs> maybe, maybe a small combination of both. Uh, and I also feel like a lot of people have been trying to tune it to like the coalition relic build. And I feel like the non coalition coalition relic build is better against the plans that are, you know what I'm trying to say? Better against the the plans going going against Coalition Relic. Oh, I see. You're saying like, like the yeah the stock list that I'm running, which is the old list, is good against people who are playing against the Coalition Relic build. Yeah, yeah. People that are like ready for Coalition Relic Amulet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're not playing as many artifacts. Yeah. I can't tell if Chris is agreeing or is just processing. I thought you were trying to say that, uh, at first I thought you were trying to say that, like, oh, you're better set up to win the mirror because you're not playing Coalition Relic. I was like, I don't agree with that statement at all. I feel like that has very little to do with anything. The mirror is very much about you play Titan first, and that's about it. But then you're talking about something else. So Just the way the decks are built are a little bit different. Also, the one of the players is doing really dumb stuff with the deck, which I was like, okay, you can do that. That's fine. I'm sure we've got it beat. We uh, we have a local who has been playing Massacre Girl. Oh, damn. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's sweet. That's for sure. Uh, the player that I played against is playing the new enchantment that, uh, that wheels for X off the top of your library and puts a creature into play with X or less. Vivian's Arc. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, 
Well, I was semi-trolling people saying I should play one of these cards in my deck because it's really good against control. You just discard a card, pay six mana, and if a Titan, you have Titan, you just, it's just in play now. Yeah, and... Nice counterspells, nerd. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just funny because, like, nine times, I mean, I guess, like, eight times out of ten, it's, like, nothing. You hit, your your deck is literally lands. <laughs> yeah, who cares? I mean, like, in those matchups, right, yeah. where you're just sitting there staring at each other, like, spin the wheel. How much mana do I got? Spin. Spin it. Spin. Spin. And as soon as you hit, then you win. Like, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Hopefully, Hopefully. unless they pass. Wow. Wow. That's Uh, that's an interaction right there. uh, So what about you, John? So I am super hyped for a card that is not seeing play in Modern, and that is Dreadhorde Arcanist. This is a uh, a 2-mana 1-3. It has uh, Trample, because that's relevant. It, it says whenever it attacks, you may cast target instant or sorcery card with permanent mana cost less than or equal to Dreadhorde Arcanist's power from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If the card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Uh, so basically, when you attack, you get to cast a one drop um, from your graveyard. And people are playing this in blue, red, and Grixis Delver and Legacy, and it seems to be freaking everywhere all of a sudden. Um, it seems like people have been testing with this and realized that it is in fact very good. And the word I have heard <coughs> from the grinders is that the Grixis version feels almost as powerful as the pre-ban Grixis Delver listed, which I'm sure is a bit of hyperbole. Um, but it looks pretty solid. Um, it's doing powerful things. You get to uh, recur uh, cantrips or burn or discard in the Grixis version, and you can like tear your opponent's hand apart or just burn them for a bunch. It happens uh, as a trigger on attack. So if you hit a, um, if you have a removal spell in the yard and they have blockers, you can take a blocker out before damage is dealt. So if you have like a young Pyromancer also swinging in, you swing at the Pyromancer in your Dreadhorde. Uh, Arcanist, and then you flash back a bolt, shoot their blocker, get in for three, um, and they don't have a creature anymore. So you just accrue like a ton of card advantage off this guy. Um, there's also a blue-red version of the deck, which is kind of like the blue-red Delver list that we're toying around of Terramander and stuff like that. But people have just kind of realized that um, Arcanist is a little bit better than uh, Terramander and White at the stage, and so um, it seems like the lists are really getting kind of like coalesced into like really reasonable numbers at this point. Um, people are playing um, pretty homogenized looking lists in the blue red version at least and so I'm like okay this is my time to actually like come back in I don't, I don't really have the time to like try to figure out what the best list is anymore so I just want to like jam some leagues of a sweet blue red delver deck or a Grixis delver deck um, so I'm super excited to get back in and play some legacy now that there's like a list that's been sussed out and I'm excited to uh, experience Dreadhorde uh, Arcanist value for myself <laughs> Card sweet. Yeah, it's super sweet. Uh, the sweetest tech I saw, though, is that someone was playing a one of Haze of Rage in their deck. <laughs> I don't know if you know this card. It's one in a red. Creatures you control get plus one plus O until end of turn. And I think it has like buyback for three or something or four. And it has storm. 
Bypack Storm. Yeah, so so you can like cast some cantrips and then Haze of Rage, and it'll pump your Arcanist to have more than one power. And then when you attack, you get to Haze of Rage again. Because it's big enough to actually get the Haze of Rage back now. Huh. So you can be like, ponder, brainstorm, bolt you, I don't know, Haze of Rage, because it's only two, I don't know, you have like, maybe you have four mana, so you go like cantrip, cantrip, Haze of Rage. So you get uh, plus three, so your Arcanist is attacking for four now. And then you attack, and you Haze of Rage again, and you get plus four, so you attack for eight? <laughs> With just the Arcanist. Yeah. It also buffs like all your stupid like pyromancer tokens. And yeah, stuff, right? yeah. So if you have pyromancer tokens coming in, yeah, I just I haven't seen very many people doing that. Um, but there was one person, uh, Cartesian, I think, was doing it. And Cartesian's a player known for doing like weird crap on Moto. Like they play the um, Aluren deck a lot. Is what they were known for back previously. Um, and they were always playing weird ass shit in the in the Aluren deck. They always had like one or two cards that were like you'd never heard of. They were just strange, but they were like really powerful in niche situations. And this person's got a haze of rage in their deck, which I just find amazing. I might have to try it. It just seems super sweet. <laughs> it's got uh it's got buyback of uh Oh, it's two. It's buyback two. Jesus Christ. So it's one in a red with buyback to sorcery. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn storm. <laughs> so. so if you cast it off your Arcanist, can you pay the buyback and put it back in your hand? I don't think so. Depends on how Arcanist reads, I guess. Arcanist says if it would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile instead. Isn't that how Flash... Yeah, but it's not... But it's not going to your graveyard. It's going to your hand because of buyback. Yeah, it's, so not, it's sure not worded can. the same way as flashback, right? Yeah. yeah. Then yeah, it would work because flashback is the one where it says if it would go anywhere other than to ex uh, exile, it's exiled instead, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think you can just get it back. <laughs> so that's pretty gross. Do it again next turn. Oh. So yeah, I'm super hyped. Um, maybe I'll invite you when I'm toying with that one, Chris, and we can run a league together or something i have to buy i sold so when when grixis was looking like it was gonna get the banner hammer i sold my true names and wastelands online um and decided just to play blue red delver the aggro version that didn't play those cards and the price on both cards has like really dropped since then so i definitely made the right choice but i don't have many more so i'll buy back into those at some point we can we can jam some blue red uh delver <laughs> or grixis delver Anyways, anything else we want to cover before we go into the outro? Nope. I think we've talked enough. We've talked enough. <laughs> we will let you guys go at approaching three hours. Uh, thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find out more of our content, you can head on over to mtgconflux.com. You can support us and join the MTG Conflux community at patreon.com slash mtgconflux. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name. If you have any suggestions or comments you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of these platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. 